Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, brand new podcast, July 27th at the Met in Philadelphia. There are a few tickets still available, uh, so go to the Met in, uh, in Philadelphia, go to burperbert.com, but I'll see you Jane, July 27th. Did I say July? I did say July, right? Yeah. Because I'm riding a bike the next day to Atlantic City, so I got to go to spin class tomorrow, but I'm recording my podcast with Tommy Buns, Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, pretty big response today from Two Bears, One Cave. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, people are liking it. Tom's been calling me all day, and I've been with the girls. Because I'm back, motherfuckers. I am back from fucking Australia. Australia was amazing. Thank you to every single... I still have gunk in my throat. From Still. Thank you to every single one of you who came out in Sydney, Perth, Melbourne, Brisbane, Brizzy. Like, I picked up an accent over there. Yeah, totally hear it. Um, but yeah, it was, Australia was a blast. I have one date that is July 27th at the Met this coming, uh, this fall and that, or this, this summer. And that's it. I just have one show, Philadelphia. And then, uh, fall tour dates for, for, uh, for, um, Body Shots Body World, Shots tour. World tour starts up in September. Yep. Goes to November 23rd and it ends, I think it starts in San Francisco and ends in Cleveland. Yep. Where I'm recording my next special. Nice. Very excited about the material. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to live life to be able to write. Very true. And I spent some time with you guys in Bali. Bali was amazing. Yes, it was. It was absolutely amazing. If you want to hear about our Bali trip, uh, Leanne kind of hijacked that material for her own Did podcast. Did not hijack Check anything. Check out Two Girls, One Cave. Two Girls, One Cave. What do, you, what do you call it? Wife of the Party. Oh, that's right. Wife of the Party. W-O-T-P. Check out Leanne's podcast. The one with George and is pretty funny. Um, I, I just listened to that the other day because I was on the road and I was a little depressed. Or are you missing us? It is so good to be home. It yeah. is so good to be home. I am so jet lagged. I took a four hour nap today. I'm hopefully I'll go to sleep tonight. I hope so. It took me like three nights in a row when I got back to get back in order. I would take a Xanax, but I know that I'm really. Uh, bland the next day, mm-hmm. and I got to where pod, Tom and I podcast at nine in the morning. Yeah, don't do that. And so I don't want to. So maybe I'll have a couple glasses of wine and see if that puts. You don't want to hibernate in the cave tomorrow? Ah ah ah! Two bears, one cave. For more of those lantics. <laughs> by the way, Georgia's online right now. Georgia with her sweet little brain. Georgia's such a sweet soul, unlike her sister, who is not a sweet her, soul. Isla is very Isla sweet. Is a fucking wolf today you isla's very was sweet it just says she missed you and she was fucking with you because yeah, the way she loves is to fuck with me yeah and to fucking reckon where she learned that yeah and georgia right now is googling how to reset a bike lock yeah with no tools no tools as, as if there's going to be some easy fix on a bike lock put it all to zero zero and then, then go, pray yeah because then everyone will just do that and unblock every bike yeah 
Do you have any WD-40? Well, she wants to get, yeah, she was getting ready for the 4th of July because every year on the 4th of July, our little neighborhood has a parade that goes from the elementary school and winds through the neighborhood and ends up at the park. It's really fun. And it's amazing. And we decorate our bikes. So I told them, you know, every year on the 4th, we're like in a mad dash to get our bikes decorated and we're never fully happy with them before we hit the road. I was like, maybe we need to start decorating them on the third. You know what sucks is that I had planned a very healthy week uh-huh. because I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying desperately to lose weight. I ran 5K a day in um, in Australia. She's still walking around with her She's headsets still in trying to figure out. out how to reset a bike lock. It was pretty cute. I ran a 5K a day in Australia, but I didn't lose any weight because I was eating like fucking crazy you? and then i came home and i was like i was like i'm gonna be good mm-hmm. and this morning i couldn't it's like a legit addiction it's like my I, my brain just i lose control of it yeah i, I mean do you know I, I i if but are you really hungry when you're eating i was starving this morning when i woke up but you ate and i ate an egg and a and a and a, and a garden patty yeah. Like I do this like corned beef hash thing with a garden patty. Yeah. And then I put an egg on top of it. Well, that sounds pretty healthy. It didn't even fucking come. And I was like, I was like, hold on. I know, give it a minute. <laughs> I kept saying to myself, just give yourself enough, enough to get your body the energy it needs. Mm-hmm. And my stomach was growling. Yeah. So then you're like, well, Isla's making pancakes. And I was like, okay, well, I probably shouldn't have pancakes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do with the little bit of the <laughs> fucking... I'm going to do some meat and another egg. Protein, protein. and then Meat and another egg in a tortilla with cheese. I, I didn't plan on that because it just looked so unappetizing. Did it just jump on your plate? It just looked unappetizing. Just jumped on. Two I, tortillas and cheese. Well, it looked unappetizing when I just Why could just do one tortilla? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the egg fucking broke. And I was like, all so right, So you needed two tortillas? And then while I was waiting for that to make, I ate a rib from last night. You're talking like an addict. And then like I ate an another addict. rib. I ate another rib before I went to go see the movie with the girls. Lots of excuses flying And then I had here. popcorn at the movie with the girls. You know what your wife had today? What did my wife have today? I had probably one egg. Because I poured. Well, you'd know. Did you break it and only one came no, out? No, I cooked multiple eggs that multiple people oh, ate. Okay. So I portioned out about one egg. I had one piece of bacon. And I had one pancake that my 12-year-old daughter made. So you had to eat the pancake. I had a pancake, too. The only reason I ate the pancake was because I made it. <laughs> for lunch, I had a salad with chicken. I had a rib for lunch. And the salad also had, like, corn and pinto beans. Not very many, but, like, a little bit of corn, a little bit of pinto beans. And a chicken. And a tiny little sliver of cornbread. And that is all I've eaten today. God damn. There's no way to outrun a bad oh, diet. Oh, I did eat a few grapes at my Girl Scout meeting. So that's not bad, right? It's not bad. It's probably hopefully, not enough, but I have to eat dinner still. what tonight is healthy. It's a Blue Apron. Oh, it's a Blue Apron? Yep. Nothing says summer's finally here like a classic Blue Apron meal, like a juicy burger or whipping up a fresh tomato sala, salsa. Ooh, I love tomato salsa. Or sharing a delicious meal al fresco. Blue Apron is my favorite meal delivery service in the world it is the number one meal delivery service and i love it they deliver fresh ingredients to your house with a recipe put together by one of their chefs carefully designed and tested by their test kitchen chefs and they use unique specialty ingredients to bring chef quality recipes to your dinner table blue apron chef designed recipes including amazing specialty sauces premium ingredients and blends that would otherwise be difficult expensive 
or time-consuming to source or make. Do you understand what that means? What it means is if you go to the store, you're going to drop 150 bucks buying one dinner of ingredients for your family. Yeah. Blue Apron measures it out and gives you exactly what you need. Right. And nothing more, which is sustainable. Right. That's where the sustainability comes in. <clears throat> it gives you the recipe, so it's super easy. That's where the difficulty comes in. And expensiveness, it's less than $10 per person when you use a Blue Apron. We love it because for us, it gives us a moment to sit with the girls, have dinner, and talk about your day. Tonight, we will be talking about Spider-Man because uh, the girls and I just went and saw Spider-Man. And, uh, can we Spider-Man, else, is Spider-Man dude? if he was Jewish? Spider-Man? 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 Spider-Person? Anyway, to make start making delicious, bragworthy meals at home without hassle, try Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Ah, I love Blue Apron. I can't wait for this meal. I know. Tonight it's steak and mashed potatoes and carrots. They have seared steak and green beans, sweet pepper focaccia pizza, seared chicken and peach salad. Ooh. Salmon avocado rice bowl. That looks good. These are all the ones that got coming out. This podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. If you shave your balls and you're not using... Uh, the the lawnmower 2.0 electric trimmer with skin safe technology you are doing it wrong i'm telling you right now isla shaved her armpits with it yesterday yeah it is and i and she goes is it gonna cut me no that's what's beautiful about this damn thing there are no tit no nicks no snags i've had to shave my balls all through australia and i didn't do it because i left my damn Manscaped my, here. My lawnmower at home. Ah, man. And, uh, and, and I, I use it to shave my cheeks. Now my cheeks look all messed up because I haven't had it. I, it's one of the best razors I've ever purchased in my... I, I didn't even purchase. I think they sent it to me. Yeah. And I was so skeptical because I'm such a razor snob. Yes, A trimmer you are. snob. Big I have time. so many pairs of trimmers. It's ridiculous. There's certain things I like certain trimmers for. I've got liners for the side of my beard. And now I use these damn things because Mark Norman uses it. That's all he uses is the lawnmower. Nice. Yeah. Totally. And, if, and if you if you do use this and nick your sack, all you got to do is send it back. If you nick your sack, send it back, send it back. Over if you one, nick your sack, send it back, send it back. Over 1 million men have confidently <laughs> manscaped with the Manscaped Precision <laughs> Engineered Tools. If you want to keep your feel, fella feeling cool and dry all day and reduce shaping, get the Manscaped Crop Preserver. Uh, use that in Australia because I... I uh, I, well, I don't think I need to tell you why. Do you remember when I had it out and I was like, hey, Leanne, and I was laying naked on the bed? Can you help me ba- do my bottom like a baby? And you were like, ugh. Uh, no, I, I, I probably blocked it out. Okay. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put it on the smelliest part of your body? Amen. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And if your balls are thanking you, that means your woman's thanking you. And if your woman's not thanking you, that means she's not paying enough attention to your balls and you need a new woman. Mm, I don't know. Get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code BERT. The travel bag is fucking fantastic. I threw all my trimmers in the travel bag and just assumed because I had it, I had my lawnmower and I didn't. And I was kicking myself in the balls all, all trip. Dad burn it. Get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and a free travel bag at manscaped.com and use the code BERT. Today's podcast is absolutely fantastic. The um, 
the guest is Adam Ray. Adam Ray is a really interesting dude. He just threw out the first pitch at a, a Seattle Mariners game. That's cool. And uh, it was such a joy to watch. I love guys who take joy in life. And yeah. that is Adam. Yeah. We talk a little bit about him uh, him and Sandra Bullock. Uh, he's good friends with her, but I think he tried to maybe see if she'd fall in love with him. And it didn't work out the way he wanted. Uh, we talked about that. We talk about Pete's Dragon. It's one of my favorite movies in the world. When I was a kid, it's all I watched. We get in depth about Pete's Dragon. We talk about the songs. We sing the songs together. We talk about Brad Williams. Uh, that is, we we did um, we did an episode of Something's Burning, and Brad fell out of a chair. Yeah, and we have never laughed harder in our tires. Was Adam with life. Brad on that yeah, episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got a special called "Read the Room" that is out now. It's out everywhere. You can get specials on Spotify, on iTunes. It's streaming. Go check it out. He's absolutely hilarious. And if you haven't, go check out him and Brad's podcast. They literally, the one I did is one of the funniest podcasts I've ever been on. Oh yeah. Oh, they're they're just really good together. They're one. They're part of the reason that got me to step up my game because I got there and they're like completely professional. Yeah. He just moved, by the way. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that was a private thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna love this episode. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen. Today's birdcast, Adam Ray. Did you see 50 Cent get into a fight last night? No, I thought you were going to say, did you see he 50 Cent lost his vitamin water uh, campaign? No. God, he... A fight with who? <coughs> Some young ha- uh, rapper, NFL Doom, uh, walked, Doomay, NFL Doomay, Doom, I don't know, <laughs> walked up to him, at a, 50 was leaving a movie and like got in his face, and 50's like, hey man, I'm on a date, like, and the guy's like, yeah, oh, you want fight? And 50 was, you know, 50 Cent's a big, mo- either that or yeah. NFL Doom is a very small man. But 50 Cent was like a big motherfucker. He's like 6'4". Really? Yeah. The game's a big dude. Yeah. Are you into hip-hop? Uh, I've gotten more into it in like the last three, four years. But um, I've gotten know. less into it. Oh, really? I don't like, uh, like, I don't, I've never been into like uh, the Soldier Boy or right. the Lil Xanax, Lil Xan. So I don't even know who the fuck that is. Lil Xan is the one that does. I stay uh, away from pill-named rappers. Dude, so it, I think it's so comical. How these rappers all got into like medicine that my doctors gave me to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And that's what they party on. DJ the, Ibuprofen. DJ <laughs> Lil Xan. He does the one that goes, uh, what's that? How does that song go, Halston? Uh, I go, <laughs> I'm going to take my, my horse down to the old town barn. I'm going to Old Country Road. Oh, yeah. And I find it comical that uh, I think that's Lil Xan. I sound like a country song. Is it Lil Vike? Wait, so it's him singing country? It's Lil Nas X, my bad. Um, I think Lil Xan's dead. (laughs) Lil Xan is someone else. Lil Perk. Lil Vike. For Lil Perk. Lil Ambien. Damn, dude. That guy's white? That's somebody's kid. Dude, that's where, I've said this before, that's where stand-up's going. So, like, these kids don't have any talent. What they do is they tattoo their face so that you click on them because it look interesting. Yeah. That's, that's uh, like, little 6ix9ine um, had that big 6ix9ine. Now yeah. he's in jail, I think. But they just they just get as, as interesting looking as possible so that you go, wait, well, what's that? 
Because everything's just a thumbnail now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, this is coming from the guy who takes his shirt off on stage. <laughs> I'm a fucking walking thumbnail. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but at least you're backing it up once you click. Dude, on I have stand up comedy. I know I yeah. do stand up comedy, but uh, because I did it for so long, but now people will just not um, do it for that long, and then they'll just try to look as different or as crazy. You think as- these kids are actually posing a threat to like what we do? Like, there's gonna like like the next the Chappelle marketing. is a kid who's got. A fucking you know Quiznos and like Subway under his eyelids, and he's like, "I'll sell that for sandwiches." And you're like, "This I mean, guy's got no material, but he's like fresh and he's interesting." It it's about it. being famous, and no, it, it's it not is, about right. being funny. I mean, not that it was ever. I mean, when I started, it was it about it was about being funny? But now it's more about being famous. They were saying someone was telling me Dax Shepard yeah sells five thousand seaters and no just does way. a podcast. Yeah, just brings pocket. a couch out. Fuck and just. Was he ever? You know how fucking great that would be? No preparation whatsoever. Oh, yeah, dude. Just chat with somebody, get a buddy to fly out with you, give him a little cash, or just come out for the press. No preparation whatsoever. Would you love to do that instead of stand up? In addition, right? You'll never. No, you know what? I, you know what? So I don't have, I don't have, whatever Dax Shepard's got, I don't got it. I don't got that confidence, that fucking, that like fuck it mentality. Cause if I, if that was me, I would prepare so hard. I would prepare. I, and I, the reason I can't do live podcasts is I end up running material. I end up ch- trying new material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I burn it, and then it's just played for everyone, and I'm like, well, fuck that. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I wish I had that. I wish I had everything Dax, Dax Shepard has, because him and Kristen Bell can just leave their careers in the hands of their publicists, and the publicist is like, you guys are going to do dryer commercials? And they're like, cool. Dude, I know. I want a dryer commercial so bad. I, what do I, they do? They do Tide or that Target? or They did They did everything. They do everything. Fuck. See, that's like an untapped market. Like, everyone's thinking like, man, I got to get that soda shoe deal. But they're like, dude, you know where the money is? Fucking dry cleaning. Dude, I read an article about them today. And it was uh, uh, Chris, Christina, Christine, Kristen Bell yeah. and Dak Shepard. Are everyone's couple goal? <laughs> I'm a fun. This was so fucking comical that I was like, because this so is Oprah so. Oprah and Stedman have been knocked off the hill. It's so different than what we do that I couldn't let it go. <laughs> it's so. I'm going to read this to you, please. Hold on. Inspire me. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are cool parents. Here's the proof. <laughs> You just took me back to Bert in his uh, high school room reading this shit. Oh my god! First of all, this isn't this isn't <laughs> this isn't. Hey guys, the new couple goal article came out. Scroll through to learn a little <laughs> bit more about their awesome kiddos. Oh god, do you though? <sighs> I mean, do you scroll or do you just get enough I knowing scroll. that they're great? I scroll, but here's the deal: I'm too. They've got their issues though. No, they don't. <laughs> fucking they don't adam i mean these this is by the way this is fucking publicists 101 i want their publicist 11 best pieces of advice from Kristen and dax's for keeping a relationship thriving beautiful picture of them at an award ceremony going oh yeah just having um, the greatest time. 25 times Kristen bell's instagram inspired us to embrace our own weirdness by the way she is an amazing fucking actress oh yeah she's great I mean, she played. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Uh, fucking Deadwood. Oh wow! She Good was pull. in twelve years old. She yeah. played a Good fucking pull. sketchy whore in Deadwood yeah. at twelve, who gets her skull crushed and gets shot by fucking Powers Booth. Dude, <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, my God, I'm falling <laughs> in love with this fucking yeah. woman. Who knew she would be, uh, what, Anna and Frozen? See, this would make me, cr- I would question myself. I, this article would come out, and I'm like, I'm about to get destroyed by all my friends. <laughs> Watch Kristen Bell hilariously miss a Dax Shepard question on Hollywood game night. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> fucking, fucking, holy shit. Dude, there, this is, you could get one of these lists, 10, uh, you know, watch Bert's 10 most inspiring ways to t- take a party up a notch. No. Uh, here are some tips. Here's how they make it work, okay? Mm. Never walk out during a fight. All right, all right, already? That How else are you supposed to fight? Yeah, dude. That's, that's what... Someone leaves, they follow, or it just fucking, you know, elevates from that. I've only walked out on fights. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've never once sit and tried to figure it out. <laughs> You walk out. That's how the fight starts. You go to someone sleep, walking out. You wake up and you go, I was being a dick last night. I was drunk. I'm sorry. Oh, you hit the reset button. I have to. A fight happens. You just like, that's a smart move. Like my girl and I are starting to uh, get a little testy in, in certain spots and she wants to work it out for hours. And I'm just like, we, but I want to be like present and available, but I'm like, trust me, if we just fucking crash and like, let this sit, like tomorrow's a new day. Like, dude, I I am hardcore into like, like I, I, I want, I, I definitely want um, there to be closure and I, and I'm really good at apologizing and I'm very accountable yeah. for what I've done wrong. Um, that being said, there are nights where you're like, I'm so deep into what I've done wrong that the only thing that solves this is me going to bed yeah. and waking up and resetting it in the morning. And yeah. my wife doesn't apologize. So, and, and that is a bone of contention with me. I'll be Leanne. You be me. Okay. Okay. And and be give a heartfelt sorry. Like this fight is over. I'm sorry. And I'll be Leanne. Okay. Babe, look, I I wanted to take a late night swim and I I know you guys were getting ready for bed and I make big splashes, you know, like I go starting to work on my cannonballs. You know, the cannonball competition's coming up. Okay. I've been practicing for it. Yeah. The splash was loud. But I told you in advance, uh, these splashes are coming. It's 1030. The neighbors aren't complaining. I gave them a heads up. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Okay. I guess I'm sorry too. That's how she fucking apologized. <laughs> for what? And what then you're sorry like, for? And you're like, and you're like, hey, that didn't sound real. <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm sorry. How am I supposed to make it real? Like that, she, whatever happened in her childhood, uh, she was never allowed any room to like no one ever apologized to her oh man and so she never learned how to apologize and and so like our fights and i i i, I grew up where like i never once I, no one ever like my dad would say go to your room until you realize why you're fucking wrong yikes so I that's old to, school parenting right that's yeah, yeah, old and i had to learn just go think about how you fucked up and figure it out and like talk it out to yourself but also, you don't. You sit there and you do other shit, and then finally you're like, you know, five hours go by. Did you? Do you know what you did? And you're like, fucking yeah, dude. I also just want to eat dinner. You know, I've been yeah. here for twelve hours, dude. Uh, what were your? What was? Did you? I I feel like you grew up with just a single mom. I did. How did I? Did you tell me that? Wow, dude. Should I be laying down on the couch? No, but I feel like you grew up with this. I've never told you that. I mean, that's. that's I mean, I've said it before, but I don't know if that's like super public info. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. It definitely was on my Tinder profile for a while. For real? Yeah, single. No. <laughs> that was a good. That girl's like that. Aw. 
He's a project. Wait, yeah, what, single mom. Was it your parent, parent dad? So they they uh, split when I was nine. Dad uh, married the woman that he they left with. Had a couple other kids uh, with her, and mom dated for a while. And like, boy, that's you know. At first, I was like, oh, okay, so I just I still get to see him. We're just living in separate houses. Like, cool. I got like a vacation home, like ten minutes away. Uh, and then uh, and then when she started to date, that's when it got real. Because then you're like. Not only is it somebody that's other than your dad, but it's also guys that like are just so like that dynamic of a guy that's just trying to fuck your mom and trying to like win you over by, you know, there was this one guy named Dennis and this guy had never shot a basketball in his life. And I'm out there shooting hoops and he comes out, he's like, hey, you mind if I take a couple of shots? You know, like, you know, before I take a couple of shots in your mom, you know, I yeah. didn't say that, but it was a subtext, but he's out there shooting around just airballing shots and like being like, oh, I haven't played in a while, taking his coat off. And I'm just like, dude, go inside. Like, I know what you're doing. Make yourself like, a drink. <laughs> dude, Jesus, like, dude, you're creeping me out. Or like, also, you've been here before. You knew there was a hoop. Like, go yeah. to the Y, take a couple, get a, a pickup game together so you don't come out and embarrass yourself. Because even at 10, you're aware of like somebody trying to, you know, uh, and one guy just straight up like, you know, wanted to buy me a computer. And I was like, this guy is swinging for the fence. Um, and my mom was like, no, that's, it's too soon. And I was like, fuck that. Like, you know, um, but that's a uh, uh, big screen. The big screen. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. In hindsight, I should have been asking for all the toys. I did lean out the window. The first time I saw my mom kiss another dude. That's like shit. I mean, I'm sure that's been highlighted on like episodes of, you know, Full House or whatnot. But like, obviously not in the fashion that I experienced it. I knew a handful of swear words. I called this dude every word I could think of leaning out the window. Like I see them like lock, lock lips. And I was just like, you penis tits AIDS. Like I just started screaming like everything. I was like, you boner cock bitch, you know? And he looks up and I'm chewing pop tarts. I was a fat kid and I'm leaning out the window, just <laughs> dropping crumbs out the window. Being like, you fucking piece of shit. You know, my mom was like, go to your room. I'm like, I'm in my room. You know, um, wait, you were a fat kid. Oh yeah. For real. Oh yeah, dude. Did that happen after the divorce? It was, I think they coincided. Also, dude, just like, don't, you know, once you figure out as a kid that you can dip stuff in Cool Whip and it only tastes better. In college, I found out that <laughs> you can dip everything in ranch. Yeah, man. And I, it once fucked my body up. It did. Pop-Tarts, granola bars, fucking candy. Like, I'm double fist and brown. Sh I'm like, you know, dude, it was, uh, I, I was an active kid. It was just, uh, you know, yeah, probably the single mom eating your feelings thing. But like, then I just stopped, you know, snacking like crazy. And I dropped weight real quick. And when a fat kid loses weight in the sixth grade, it just spreads like wildfire. And all your teachers are like at the sixth grade party, you know, I'm passing up pizza. Your teachers are like, how did you do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's your secret? Jesus. But, but also like they would call me out like because I was like known, I guess, for I didn't realize how I guess obvious i was with my snacking until i was like oh yeah i did go to my teacher's desk and take like handfuls of m&ms and she's like i gotta get more because of you you know and uh at the sixth grade party i remember passing up pizza and uh nachos and getting like celery sticks and i remember one of the teachers in front of all the moms just goes geez ray no food for you what do you want a diet like and all the moms are like laughing i'm like what the fuck is this They're like roasting me jesus christ bitch yeah i am <laughs> yeah, i need to get pussy in two years <laughs> And I'm not going to do it with rolls of fat over my I belt. Got bigger tits than you, Miss Greenland. Yeah. Uh, but then it was, uh, and then I just, you know, just lost it real quick. But um, it was like one of those things my grandpa made a very passive call to me. He was like, uh, he's like, you know, you can't wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah. And I was like, <laughs> which should be the name of my next album. I, but I, like, but as soon as you said <laughs> that, I went, that's a book. 
You know, you it's can't a, wear sweatpants to your bar mitzvah. A children's, a children's uh, you know, coffee table book for obesity. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, what, the fuck? what does that mean? He's like, you got to wear a suit. And I was just like, like a. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. They got big and tall, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, ease up, Dolph. Um, but uh, yeah, my mom also got uh, hassled for her weight as a kid. So she never, that was her whole thing. She's like, I never wanted to make an, an issue of it to you because I got hassled. But I was like, when you see me sneaking in to borrow your bra, you could probably chime in. What's it? I, I you, you brought up a point. I don't know if you brought it up, but I, I envisioned it. And I remember my parents split up for like a second when I was like 20. Whoa. 20. Still weird. I must have been 21. Still weird, right? Even in your 20s? It was a little more weird. accepting of it? it? No, I was never cool with it. No. I was not cool with it. And I. Also, cause, yeah, because you're getting ready. You, you, you're left, you left at this point, right? I'm in college. in college. I come back for spring break. Yeah, so you're like, you're fucking up my, my returns to home. Yeah. I want things to be. The way I remember them. My parents took me to Macaroni Grill nice. with my sister. To and tell you the news? <laughs> yeah, it was a place where you could you could write on the tablecloth. It was a and you could write in crayons. Please tell me they wrote it down. <laughs> no. <laughs> right no. as the macaroni but comes my out. My sister was just writing stuff like, You want to get high after this? <laughs> Order me a drink too, because she wasn't 21, and it was just uncomfortable. What if your mom like drew a, a, a like a sketch of like a family and then slowly just crossed off? One of the family members. She set up Hangman, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, all right, pick a vowel. And you're like, W? And she's like, yes, that's the first letter. We keep going. D, yes, we. Next three letters, and then D, the next word starts with D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting divorced? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I shut down. I shut down totally. I then acted out by cheating on my girlfriend. So my yeah. dad cheated on my mom. Yep. And it was just fucking Isn't shit. that funny? I, uh, yeah, I, I did that in... Uh, um college uh first real girlfriend it's just like also fucking college that's just like tough she was in santa barbara i was at usc it was like i would argue you can cheat on anyone except for the people you marry like i would argue i mean look i bet she did too i mean she she was a good girl still is married one of my best friends that wasn't weird i made a cartoon about it they both fucking disowned me oh for real oh yeah dude i made this cartoon that's online um and uh you know this guy was my best friend since first grade and she was my, I mean, we thought we were going to get married at one point. I'm definitely over it. And uh, <sighs> she, uh, she, was at, she was at Santa Barbara. I was at USC. And we did it for like two and a half, almost three years. And then she's like, you know, I, uh, what's happening? Should I, at, next year after senior year, should I move back to Seattle or, or stay here? And I'm like, I mean, I, there's no way I can get married now. We're 23, you know? Yeah. And so she moves back. And like less than a year later, they start dating. And my buddy came to me even was like, hey, man. Like there's, there's only one you, there's a million girls, like this fucking like really profound, like emotional, like, you know, you uh, like a picture of her. No, this is not it. This is Reno cheater. Oh, oh man. Guess what? I've got two cheating videos. This is a different girlfriend. I cheated on, on the one in college. This is one. Okay. So this, which story do you want me to tell? I want, I want, <laughs> I want to go back to the. First of all, Santa Barbara girl. Yeah. So because I got, I got a story like that. All right. These are both pretty great. Uh, so she, so he goes. There's only one you. There's a million girls, dude, and I don't want to lose you, right? Just fucking, you're. It, there's only one Adam Ray. He said that. I was like, wow, that is fucking powerful. Over you're the right. phone, <laughs> I'm getting choked you up. Get tons of ass, bro. <laughs> and so then I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm. We're adults. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. If you guys have found a connection, more power to you. I, I, we're not dating anymore, but I do appreciate you telling me that. And yeah, it would be a little weird. Like, 
There was a, I used to, you know, there was a point we were going to get married and now you're like, but whatever, do what you're going to do. And he goes, no, 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 that's all I needed to hear, man. Fucking your support. But like, there's one you. And then like eight months later, I'm in Seattle at a Mariners game and I see them like uh, walk up with a couple of their friends. Oh, they're going to say on the jumbo scrotron. <laughs> he proposes to her on the jumbo You're like, hey, wait, I know. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. And then, and then they cut the camera to you alone. <laughs> Kiss cam. Big line through it. <laughs> I'm holding two hot dogs, dipping them, cool, dip them in Cool eating. Whip. <laughs> Somebody slides in a Cool Whip for me. <laughs> Someone slides another hot dog. You just take it and eat it. Oh, that's fucking great. So, so they got married, and uh, one of my buddies at the cabin that my girl ex and I used to go to in high school with her family. My buddy goes, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta come. Like, it's gonna be weird if you're not there." I go, "It's gonna be weird if I am there." And it's my very weird if you're there. And my buddy who got married even hit me up. He goes, "Hey, man." Um, so I was making the guest list and I got to your name and I, I thought to myself, how could he not be there? But also I thought to myself, what's he going to do if he comes? And is he going to be cool? And I'm like, what do you think I'm going to get fucked up and heckle from the back? Like that was supposed to be me. Like, <laughs> and so. Uh, Fucker, I did. <laughs> God. And so, uh, so that, you know, and, and that's all good. So I made this video, uh, the cartoon Oh, shut the fuck up. I made this cartoon uh, about what my wedding speech would be like if I went to the wedding. This is it, basically, right? Just a fucking heightened, crazy speech yeah. where I'm saying, like, you guys better name your kid after me. Fucking, like, just be whatever. Like, oh. Yeah, and they both, their family saw it, posted up. It got circulated between all our friends. Everyone's hitting me up being like, let it go, man. I'm like, dude, this is the benefit of and my job as a comedian. When something like this happens, I spin into, this is how I dealt with it. And I also was cool with it. I never had, had, had a problem with it. I was like, yeah, it was a little weird and finding out like through singing with the game. But then I was like, oh, you know what? Good for them. Now I'm going to make this video because I've been dealt this card. Isn't it right? That's what you're supposed to do. You get I, something. I think, I, think that's, I think that's cool. I wrote, I wrote a letter to, I wish I could find this letter in my outbox. I wrote a letter. <laughs> I got cheated on. I dated a girl for like, I don't know, I always say five years, but I, I'm the kind of guy that whatever I remember the thing to be, I yeah. just say the thing and yeah. I could be off by a year. I don't remember. Five years, I want to say. I met her my freshman year, fall of 91, and we dated until I got back from Russia, which was 95. Wow. 90, 90 to, 90 to 95. Wow. And so... And then I came back, she slept with my best friend. And, uh, dude, and it does. How'd she tell me. you? Macaroni grill? She, no, <laughs> <laughs> two, two hangman games. And <laughs> hey, do you want to go to Macaroni Grill? Hey, you know, I have all weird, I know, but I think this would be good for there. <clears throat> no, that there were so many things that, so many things that fucked me up in that one experience. Uh, I, I I gotta be careful because I don't want to slander her. Yeah. Because I feel bad because we were just kids. Yeah. And she was just a kid too, trying to figure things out. Yeah, man. And so, but all I know is that like I guess a friend of mine had seen them hooking up again. Like I was, I got back from Russia. They had hooked up over the summer, and then my friend saw them hooking up again when I was I was back. And he was a, a guy I grew up my whole life with, Pat Fagan. And he went up and he's like, "You guys got to tell Bird, or I'm going to tell him." And so I like Pat. she told me, and at first I was like, cool. Like, you know what? We, now I feel like we've all fucked up. It's cool. We're fine. 
and uh, and then it just started escalating. Like it wasn't just one kiss; it was over the summer. And then I was like, "Well, if it was over the summer. You guys definitely had to fuck." Start asking like, questions. She's right? like, "No, we didn't fuck." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Okay, we fucked." And we were kind of seeing each other. We were kind of like everyone knew about it. Everyone's laughing behind your back. It was like just escalated no. to the point where. So then the day that everything came out, my buddy Mike Osborne said, hey, man, I don't I, like I, I'm not good with emotions and stuff. I don't know how to help you on through this. But <laughs> I, I can tell you that if you drink, it goes away. And I was like, OK. And so we went to Clint Munn's house and me and him just drank, just drank. If you drank, it goes away. Yep. And that is and, and he goes, I, I know this isn't healthy advice, but if you drink, it goes away. <laughs> and at the time, Clint was dealing pretty heavily with OCD. And so we just went to Clint's house and watched him count his books and then like go on and do there. I got I got a hundred, right? It's a hundred. You saw me count a hundred, right? What a then, fun drunk activity. Like, dude, you mind if we just drink and watch you do OCD shit? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, like, it's 12 steps. Do you count the first step on 12 steps up? <laughs> and so uh, we sat. Just mind if I organize some silverware while you guys party? No, dude. Dude, he was thing. the funnest guy with OCD in yeah. the world. OCD guys are pretty fun. He was. They just got that one little side side gig, you know? I remember and my we kind of fucked with him a little bit. It was back when you didn't know that mental illness uh can really fuck your life up. Yeah. And we would be like come out of the bathroom and be like, How many tiles do you think you got in the but we got in the bathroom? And he'd be like, Great question. And then next thing you know, he'd be like a thousand thirty three, I think. I'm not certain. Like yeah, he was he was Holy a really shit. fast there was that whole group of guys that I lived with that period of time were very fascinating guys yeah. in their own right. Like just different fucking men. And uh and yeah, and then I, I drank. Uh, I hooked up with this beautiful girl. Um, I tried to get this the other girl back. I I fought with her like in like ways you're not proud of. Like oh, threw a beer on her the hood of her car one night. She Damn. hit me with her car. She, she we were at a, I walked into a party. She was talking to the guy that she cheated, and we were like trying to figure things out. She's talking to the guy she cheated me, uh, on me with my best friend, and I saw me. And then went running out of the place, got in her car, and then drove, I like, drove the car into the party. No, I, I I like walked in front of the car going, hey. And she hit me with the car. I hit her through a beer. Like, I just stuff you're not proud Yeah, by of. the way, you go, I threw a beer bottle at her car. Oh, by the way, she hit me with the car. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah, the beer bottle thing makes sense. It's It was just, it was not, none of it was pretty. And and it was gross. And it, But man, I learned one thing is that I'll never fight again with a girl. I was yeah, like, I never go outside to do it in front of a vehicle. I'll never make a scene. I'll never like that's not cool. Yeah, man. And uh, and so I think girls are good at public scene fights. Yeah, guys, real quick. At least in my experience, like want to kind of reel it in and like, yo, can we go somewhere, dude? I dated another girl after that. Grill and take who, care of this? who was cheating on me? Also, I'm pretty sure she hasn't admitted it, but I'm pretty sure she was cheating on me. I was living in New York, so I, I started stand up. By the way, there's a show real quick. Going back and tracking down all the girls you think cheated on you and trying to fucking get to the bottom of it. <sighs> And just like do a bunch of lay out all the facts the way American Vandal did with those two high school kids trying to find the kid who drew dicks and shit yeah. everywhere. Like just go and find all your exes and put all the pieces together. Dude, I, I got to the point where I was just like, I remember I go, went to that car. I flew down to Orlando to surprise her for a week and I was going to hang out. And I went to her house and there's a, the new girl and she was getting dressed to go out on a date. What did she tell you she was getting dressed for? Uh, she just screamed at me and said, "You're invading my privacy." I was like, "We're boyfriend girlfriend." Like, <laughs> I'm 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 coming down to, and her and her sister yelled, her her roommate or her sister yelled at me. You can't just show up like this, Bert. Yeah, and I was like, it's "Hold fucking on, Orlando." My buddy Eddie's in the car, and I get my buddy Eddie is one of the greatest guys in the world, like really one of the greatest guys in the world. 
and I get in the car and he's just like, hey, just for the record, you didn't do anything inappropriate. You're her boyfriend. You can totally come down and surprise her. Surprise visits are a part of the relationship. Yeah. And he was like, she's, she's cheating on you. And he's like, we'll just go back to my, he lived in Orlando. He's, we'll go back to my place. We'll just deal with it the way we deal with things. And we just drank the whole weekend at his, his apartment. Was it great? Yeah. Were you, were you able to flip a switch? And, and I flipped a switch that weekend and I flew back to New York and I, and I said, uh, I'm not going to ever call her again. And I, and, and I said, I'm never going to call her again. And I said, I will not, I'm never going to pick up this phone and call her again. And I said, I, okay. I was like, I was in my, uh, we had a, a two, a one bedroom, a loft across the street from the comedy cellar, me and my buddy Ty Rodriguez. And I was like, if I'm not going to call her today, I need a project. Yeah. So I called my dad and I said, can I borrow 300 bucks? And he was like, what do you need it for? And I said, I'm building a spaceship. I, yeah. I'm building a loft. Whoa. So I, and it was like first thing in the morning on a Monday morning, I gotten back from Tampa and I called my dad. My dad said, uh, I'll tell you what, figure out what wood you need, call the lumber yard, order it, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him my credit card. And so I went, dad, dude. I went, done. Built a loft and she called in the middle of the afternoon on my phone and I, I let it go to voicemail. And I, I went, I felt so powerful not answering that phone. Yeah, dude, because you wanted to. Because part of you is just like, you want me to come back to Orlando? Is I was like, nothing you can say is going to fix this. No. And it was like, it was the greatest. Like, I look back at that and I go, and then, and then I, you know what I said, which was really wise? I go, I'm done with chicks for a while. Just dudes. No, I'm I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That loft, I should have, if you let me finish, it was actually, it was a gay fucking loft. And it was, uh, I was like, I'm done with chicks, man. I'm I'm done with chicks. I go, I don't, I don't, I'm not good with this. Yeah. So I got to figure it out first. So I did no, like I'd, I'd hook up. I was like, no feelings involved. We can hook up, but I'm not, I'm not into this. And that was the healthiest thing I ever did for myself. Put a guard up. Yeah. I was like, I'm just focusing on stand up. Good move. And that's it. Yeah. That's, it's crazy getting dumped. Man, it, uh, do you think, I I mean, look, I think everyone, after my Reno experience, which was that last song you guys put up, that to me was where I was like, oh, everyone. the Reno one? So, uh, after the high school girl, dated a girl, end of college, she went to New York to do the NBC Page program for a couple of years. Uh, we did long distance that time, LA, New York, all my Universal Studios money that I was, you know, that was my job at the time, tour guide, Wolverine, hosting the Fear Factor live show. And I would take all my checks from that and just fucking fly to New York for like a week at a time, come back, fucking strap the claws back on, you know, fucking, you guys ready for the fear? You know, just do all that bullshit. And over there is where they shot Escape from L.A. And over there is some bushes where they shot the film Bushes 2, Attack of the Bushes. I would just make shit up all the time because people took pictures of everything. And uh, I did have a a tram full of Japanese tourists uh, one time, and I was like, uh, with the driver, I was always like, what do you think I could get people to take pictures of? And we pull up outside of Jaws, and I was like, guys, I was like, dude, Mike, slow down. These bushes were in Bushes 1 and Bushes 2, Attack of the Bushes. You might remember that scene when Pacino was like, how are we going to get out of these bushes? And people were just like, oh, shit, start taking all these pictures of it. And uh, and so I'm doing that. I go to New York, see her, and uh, and then she went to Reno to be a news reporter. And uh, so it was closer to L.A. But Reno, you go from L.A. to New York to Reno, man, like that depression is just waiting in the wings to fucking strap itself to your back. And she's like the only, you know, she's young, hot news reporter. Everyone there is married and old. There are a couple young dudes. And there's one dude named Jeff, and he was a camera guy. And he had a girlfriend at the time. But whatever, it's Reno, right? Reno rules. Anything goes. And this dude shakes my hand. And even just the way he shook my hand, and she's like, hey, this is Jeff. And he shakes my hand. He goes, hey, man. And I was like, 
you're gonna fuck her like i just said that in my head i was like that's yeah. this is the guy and then we went to san francisco uh for thanksgiving we were on our way there and she takes out <laughs> the way she told me instead of writing it on the table well, she takes out a little piece of paper and she she starts crying we we're uh sitting there in a room and i'm like you've been working on some short stories what are those and she's just like and i was like what happened and she's like so jeff and i and i was like oh went to the movies to talk talk film and she's like no tell me and she started and like i started asking all these questions that i didn't want to know the answers to right she's like maybe this and that and then i was like did you suck his dick and she's like i was like what did it taste like? She's like, what? I was like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm asking all these questions. And I just, you know. And, was, uh, was he big? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was like, did you fuck him? She's like, yeah. I was like, did he, uh, did he, did he go, did he go, did he, did he, did he grab, did he like grab you? She's like, what are you asking this for? I was like, I'm just fucking, I don't know. Like, I feel like we can't just sit here in silence. God damn it. You know? And then we drove to, to San Fran. And, I, and she dropped me off at the airport because I was like, she was so fragile. I was like, I can't just leave her in Reno. And uh, like, I would have left her in Reno Nick Cage movie. with a. <laughs> I would have left her in Reno with Jeff written backwards on her forehead, <laughs> so he could recognize it what it read. Uh, that, by the way, so I made this video. I wrote this song and then animated this video, half music video with Avery Pearson. He's on the piano with me, and uh, we sing on the road sometimes. And I, I, uh, it got around to people at that station, and somebody hit me up, and they go, "Hey." Blah, blah, blah. I went to one of your shows. That guy, Jeff, is still here. He saw the video. He thinks it's hilarious. I'm like, yeah, of course he does. Like, yeah. fucking he is the, you know, he wins in that. And I was like, yeah, I was going to post it on his Facebook wall because I tracked him down to just like, I got some weird. I was like, maybe this will be closure to post it on his wall. And she was like, it's good you didn't do that. He was like in the war and like he takes medicine because his blood's weird. I'm like, fucking dude, I don't know what his blood's weird means, but that means Ugh. don't post on his wall Jesus. for sure. But I'm glad I went through that, you know? I'm glad I got like that, like just even that feeling. I remember like flying back to Seattle. My mom's like, you can come home for Thanksgiving. We got, you know what? I'm going to put two two chairs for you. One for you and one for your Cool Whip, your fat butt. You know, no, she didn't say it, but she's like, come on home. And, uh, but even just that feeling of being on a plane and just like leaning up into the window, dude. And just fucking, I mean, I was sobbing as much as I was like, oh yeah, this is like a good you know, we had been teetering on the point of like, do we stay together? Do we break up? So this was like a firm, oh, it's done. The, yeah. the bandaid was pulled off. The plug was pulled. But I'm still like in the corner, like just, you know, sobbing and thinking, like replaying Jeff, just like in slow-mo being like, fucking, you know, uh, your boyfriend's nothing. Wolverine, you know, or whatever Dude, he was I still, saying. I still think, I still think of those when when you you cry on a plane ever like and fucking the stewardess comes by like sir sir i'm like i'm definitely hiding my face like sir sir do you want a drink and i'm just like i'm fine and the guy next to me because i'm in the window he's tapping me, he's like hey man she's like can i get hey, your bud. attention and so i turn i'm just like i don't need any more sprite <laughs> i'm just fucking fuck yeah dude dude that i can't uh as soon as it's so funny you, you say like you you think of them together <laughs> yeah i th i remember thinking of of my girlfriend and my buddy I, mean, I, I can i can tell you the apartment i remember thinking of yeah i remember the apartment because she sublet an apartment in the timbers and i remember i remember i was like I, you think of them t like and you just be like ugh, <laughs> and it just makes your heart sink and then yeah. one day it doesn't yeah and then one day you're just like for me it was like three days ago dude i finally was like uh, i was still <laughs> fucked up about that girl 
uh, when I got my first development deal. Wow. I was still fucked up about her because I was like just her. Oh, and then she ended up marrying another one of my friends. Great. And so I, and I, I think I wrote a letter to them and emailed it <laughs> about how I was happy that I don't fucking know what I wrote. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. I read love. it now. I I'm know, no, no, um, no, no. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure it wasn't even keeled and insightful. <laughs> I'm sure it was like, I'm rich now. So, <laughs> so I'm what, not sad. Yeah. I'm not I, sad at all. I'm I in money. Hawaii <laughs> with my sister who I love and would never do what you did to me. Oh, By the way, shit. that girl should have cheated on me. I was such a bad boyfriend. I oh, was really? such a horrible, horrible, horrible boyfriend. I cheated on her. Like I just, I just didn't give a fuck. Were you just like so fun at parties and stuff that other girls were just gravitating towards you? Uh, and you, so your girls just like I could definitely. Yeah, I saw yeah. you were um, took Jello shots with those girls, but we never make Jello shots at home. So now you're doing them. You actually told me you were allergic to Jello at uh, one point. You're like, no, I, I said I was allergic to grape Jello. These are cherry Jello shots. Maybe I was you don't no, listen. No, I was I was I would I could I loved I didn't fuck her a lot of chicks in, in life and I guess I'm done now. But <laughs> but uh what but, is <laughs> what is the craziest thing you did at a party where people go holy I mean, I don't know if you've you've you know probably spoken about this in some no. but like the first time where you, I mean I want to know the first thing you did at a party where people just were like, Are you fucking kidding me? And then the first thing you did that you remember being like, oh, th like, uh, like that was even for me that was like maybe too crazy. Oh, I, I there's so many I don't I can't I can't wrap my head like I merely go to like that movie thing of a guy jumping off a roof into a pool like shit like uh, in that world or I would well, I mean one of the things that up I, your ass like what is even the things I remember are things where I go God damn it that was funny right like uh, I remember so you're always doing it for the joke oh yeah yeah yeah. I remember climbing uh, the light pole on Tennessee Street. There was like a light pole on Tennessee, and I climbed up it. I was always good at climbing ropes. I climbed up this light pole. <laughs> what a, is that on your Wikipedia page? No, I was always good That's at climbing a great ropes. Great skill set. We had a we had in a, gym. Were you the kid that just fucking flew up that thing? Dude, I could climb up a rope without feet. Dude, I without feet. Dude, I was in pretty good shape as a kid. Dude, upper body strength. I was. was a, that I was a legit. No, I there was a guy UBS? Mark Capaz who could climb up the rope upside down. Okay, well, that kid's in the circus. Yeah, no, he was fucking yoked. He upside still is. down? Upside down. Now, is that so weird that girls aren't turned on because they're like, I don't even know what to do with this guy? All boys Catholic high school. Wow. Yeah, all boys Catholic high school. So, like, something like that was like- So, girls probably a, heard about it. Do you know there's a no, guy that can climb up upside down? We didn't share that. <laughs> We're like, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> the uh, I climbed up a light pole one time. There's maybe 3,000 people in the street all the bars are closed. It's two in the morning and I climb up a light pole. The cops are trying to, to corral everyone off the street. Yeah. The cops are doing everything they can. And I climb up to the top of the pole and I go, ladies and gentlemen, give me your attention for one minute. I have a lot of marijuana at my house. This is 1995. The cops are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, it's not on me right now. You can't even say the word pot but, out loud. So. But if you know where I live, come to my house. I will get you all high. <laughs> I will smoke you out. Listen, if you don't know where I live, whisper it to a friend. Do not let the cops know. That is the game. Do not let the cops go. I am taking a ride home now. I will see you there. And a thousand people showed up at our Shut fucking house. Shut the fuck up. 
people took their cars and barricaded the entrance of our of our subdivision so cops couldn't get in and we just threw a fucking impromptu party dude one of the best days of my life dude that was the original like flyer on the telephone pole. you're like let's take it up a notch and oh. just be the flyer dude we used to throw parties that were like i mean they were so big you could, you just couldn't wrap your head around it. you can't like <laughs> it's like the size of a riot now but and we would and we lived in this place called indian village and we were all ponied up to the pool like the oh, pool was dead man. center we all had balconies like decks looking onto the pool and it was like uh, we, i was me and my buddy hutch and then these lambda kai's these sig apps these atos yeah and then and i was an ato and we would just all get kegs we got sponsored by bud light the bud That's rep fucking awesome wait because your parties were so lit the bud rep would drop off kegs for us and we would pay cost and they would give us they gave us budweiser uh banners to put on front of our houses oh my god did you ever have i was in a frat too at sc in a pie they called us ae high because we smoked so much pot yeah <clears throat> one of my first jokes was like i've smoked a made a bong out of a shofar which if you know what a shofar is and you're a jew that's fucking that crushes it bar mitzvah it's a shofar shofar is a lamb's horn i don't know why i'm holding it like this but it's like it look it's like a Maybe like a pan flute or pull up a pull up, pull up the show. <laughs> the far. first time this has been said in this. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Looks like an ancient dildo, but it's a actually a Jewish instrument. That's great. Yeah, and so uh, you know, so I made a joke about that at like a Hillel, like a Jewish community center. I was like, we used to smoke pot out of shofars, and all these old Jews are like, <laughs> not bad, <laughs> not bad at all. <laughs> why and, is that not? Why is that accent not racist? But if you did an old, it's not because it sounds like a rabbi, and a rabbi not is like. Bad. A, <laughs> But if you did a black rabbi, then we get some phone calls. Hey, babe. <laughs> um, By the way, black rabbi, if if is a na- if, great name of a great band, great name of a great band, but also like some if like you have some alter ego, some Larry the Cable Guy character. If things as you start to take a turn, and you're like, dude, I got to reinvent myself. I'm the dude, black rabbi. It's a great middle name for a second child, <laughs> Charles Black Rabbi Kreischer. Yo, black rabbi. Uh, but would, were you? Uh, did you guys do in the Greek system the invite the exchanges like where a fraternity and a sorority would get together and rent out some club or something and all go like you would ask each like you would go party and then come back and no you never did that I don't I don't, I don't think I follow so we did that one night right <clears throat> a pie and I think it was uh, Kappa Gamma or something like that and we go out and the theme was saving lives so all the girls are dressed as nurses and doctors and and dudes are firefighters and cops and I bought this Batman suit that I had uh, uh, bought to wear on Blind Date. Remember the show Blind Date? Yeah. I went on twice as a joke. I wore wigs. There's footage of it online somewhere. I wore a wig to this one, right? And it uh, just got real high. They picked me up in a limo, right? It's just like Gilligan's Island hat with long hair underneath. And uh, just as a goof, I was in college. Like, I'll be fun to go yeah, why like, not? fuck around on that show. And, uh, and I'm just like being like, yeah. Oh, that's not it. That's a sketch with my buddy Beck. But, uh, but close. And... Uh, and uh and so I'm, I'm on the date with her and she's from chico and she's got fucked up and and uh and she you know i told the producer at one point i was like hey man this is a wig right and he's like that's fucking brilliant mate he's like he's like dude just keep it on like don't freak there it is and so he gives the girl scissors that's the second date i went on i went on twice so he gives the girl scissors the first one and at one point she tries to cut my hair and i just pull the wig off and she starts freaking out and uh she didn't make it we they took her home <laughs> before we could get to the hot tub because my yeah. whole thing was i want to get to the hot tub yeah because i had this whole bit in my head where they would have a wide shit of me in a batman suit in the hot tub with a drink and then they'd just cut to me and i'd go 
bathing suit. They said, bring a bathing suit, not a Batman suit. That was my whole reason for doing it was that moment. Didn't get there because she fell out. She fell over in a bar, which was on E's 101 Best Dating Moments. I'm on that show. That was like my first credit. It's not a credit. It was my first moment on TV. (laughs) Bring me up next time at the comedy store to E's 101 Dating Moments. I will. And uh, bring me up as uh, (laughs) Talk Soup's Clip of the Year. (laughs) What? I like Talk Soup's Clip of the Year. My ass getting waxed. (laughs) Oh my God. Keep going. Keep going. So so we're in the bar and there's no way. The producer at one point was like, there's no way we're getting to the hot tub, by the way. I'm like, but I got the Batman suit. He's like, dude, give it a rest. Yeah. And so we're standing there and all of a sudden she, and she's got these long legs. She she tries to do some weird dance and her legs just fucking goofy, cartoony, do like a whoop, 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 whoop. And she flies in the air and hits the ground. And I just kind of take a step back and go, whoa. And that's the clip. And I got all this like hate mail too of people being like, you just let her fucking fall. I'm like, dude, we were both hammered. So then we don't get to the hot tub. I have the Batman suit. I wear it to the Saving Lives uh, uh, exchange, right? Uh, my uh, fraternity, uh, you know, exchange thing. And uh, I blacked out. It was the first time I like blacked out, like fully just passed on the floor. They picked me up was asleep on the bus and then I'm being carried down the uh USC's Greek Row which is just one long strip. I don't yeah, know been there. Was that there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh just one long strip and two guys on the football team in my house are carrying me and one of them almost like Cuba Gooding Jr when he's he wakes up like I kind of slowly start to wake up and they're like yo you got to see this man you got to wake up and I'm like what's going on they're like just try to open your eyes if you can and it was a Thursday night big party night at SC and everyone is <laughs> like it's a packed fucking row and people are cheering and clapping because fucking batman's being carried down the row just like blacked out drunk and everyone's like batman (laughs) like the the cape crusader will rise again people were screaming all this shit dude um and uh it's so funny like i had when i just moved i found that suit and i was like god do i hold on to this like but if i had all these memories of fucking blind date and like getting carried down the row and and yeah i kept it you know really yeah because i'm gonna sell it on ebay at some point that's not true. It's probably going to get lost in the next move, but no, you got to, there's a lot of costumes. I wish I held on to right. Costumes were fun back then. I mean, we would go out and we would go out dressed as women all the time to try to just cause we were like, <laughs> fuck it. We put on like Daisy Dukes. Like a, if you could uh, fool one of your frat bros. Oh no, no. We just have some fun. Just dressed like women. Yeah. Just like not even trying to sell it just dressed more probably like gay men like just shave nope just fucking and this is by the way before this you know our 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 trans movement oh oh, way before like uh, by the way before anyone was cool with gay people and we just thought it was like yeah why why, yeah why not like fuck it yeah it's fun people like uh comments what are you guys gay we're like yeah and they'd be like isn't that so funny what are you gay like yeah i remember me and those shoes me and my buddy eddie were like yeah what are you gonna do about it and they're like, no, no, this is weird. We're like, but like, how does it affect you? Nothing, dude. I mean, we're still going to fucking, all right, it's your turn to play pool, but like, all right. It was just so bizarre. But Eddie and I, I don't know. I, I always like to be, I, I was very, I was way much more progressive when I was in college. Yeah. Because I was just like, I think I was, I'm always, whatever I'm surrounded around, I kind of go against the grain. And I think f- college was a lot of, it was a lot of people who were very conservative, close-minded, close-minded, just and, one and track. I, this is how it is. I didn't, I didn't get that. Like that's amazing that you would just go against what was popular thinking. Because, I think I still do that. Like even now, I'm like in living in L.A. You see all this like virtue signaling, fucking kind of like progressive liberal bullshit, and you go. I'm by the way, I'm always been liberal, yeah. but 
you go, eh, I think like, like I can sniff out. I feel like it's condescending. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I go, there's no reason for you to tweet that every single fucking day. Yeah, like, we get it, man. No one's really happy with the way that our, our presidency is working out. Yeah. No one's like through the fuck. Even guys that voted for him are a little bit like, okay, all right, well, we're going to get through this. But I, I just, I, I, I there's Hollywood. some people that, that uh, are still sticking to their guns, though, which is great. When yeah. I, when I meet, Still current Trump guys that are just like, man, he's fucking, you know, all right, he's going to grab a, he didn't want to grab all the pussies. Yeah. You're being the weird one. But like, I, but even then, like, even then when that, he says that I I get so contrarian where I go, so Billy Bush got fired for that. Yeah, dude. I go, that guy got, I had a dream about Billy Bush last night. I love that sentence. I had a dream about Billy Bush. We were driving. By the way, I had a dream about Billy Bush. If you say it five times fast without slipping up, Billy Bush shows up at your house. Fucking, I would love to see Skinny dips in your pool. Lights of fire. Dude, I'm so much like Billy Bush. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Because I don't like confrontation either. Please make that documentary. (laughs) I don't like confrontation ever. That's all. The only thing with him is he doesn't like confrontation. Yeah, he seems like a fun dude. And guess what? I just uh, heard this whole interview about how cool George Bush, like all these people just, you know, talking about how that seems like that whole Bush family is fucking nuts as they were. Like, sounds like a good time, you know? So there's no way that Billy, especially, man, he look at all the celebs that he got to wine and dine with. You're telling me that like Brad Pitt probably doesn't have Billy Bush on speed dial and doesn't text him every now and then. Billy Bush's only flaw is he doesn't. He just didn't want. That's why I don't like. I just said this. Someone trying to get day. the interview. He was like laughing along. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. It's man, the only reason. A, like, yeah, you know. it's the reason I don't have Alex Jones on my podcast. Is that I would fucking find that guy hilarious, and I would not disagree with a word he said because I don't like confrontation. Yeah, and everyone would be like, how can you fucking? How can you put give him a platform? And I'd be like, I, I don't know. I had a good time. Yeah, like <laughs> I heard him on Rogan. He made me laugh hysterically. Yeah, but so I, I protect myself from that because I'm Billy Bush. Like if Donald Trump sent out a tweet going, Yo, what's the guy that tells the Russian mob story? My heart would skip a fucking beat. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm on my way. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine, dude? He I want you to tell it at like some Putin Trump birthday party. Oh God, <laughs> what would you do if Putin hit you up, being like, I heard your machine story is very funny. I actually know a couple of the guys on that train who yeah. are driving it. They will be in attendance. They would love to see you. I'd go. Uh, how you doing? My name is. I Bert. need to brush Very up nice on my Russian. Yes, even though I am Putin, I don't know what you said. But what is I that? Would, I would. I, I would go. When I was twenty-two, I got involved with the Russian mafia. Here's how it happened. I would oh, definitely. My bro, God. I have no. Can you imagine? <laughs> people would, would come at you, right? Or would, I don't know. Actually, man, that be that might be like half and half of people being like, "How could you?" And then people being like, "How could you not?" I've already put it out there. If I get a call from Putin, <laughs> if I get a call from Trump. If I get a call from Kim Jong Un. I'm partying. Yeah. I've already put it out there. And I know you can hate me for that, but that my life's not about like, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not super political. Like I, I, I like if they FaceTimed you, would you pick up immediately or would you screen the call and be like, yo, sweetheart, what do I do? Immediately. <laughs> immediately. By the way, do you think they have access to all their numbers? <clears throat> I feel like you get <clears throat> to a certain level of fame and just power where you got, like, I feel like, Who's you know, the most famous person. Kim Kardashian probably has. Do you know Kim Kardashian? Oh, did I know? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably Sandra Bullock. Like, oh, you worked with her in yeah. uh, in, in the Heat. Um, yeah, in Heat. Yeah. Um, do you like still know her? Know yeah. her? Oh, yeah. She did my podcast. Just me and her. Really? Never done one. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. You, still text every now and then. Like, what did you ever notice? Like, did you ever notice anything? Like, what's the weirdest thing she did, celebrity wise, where you were like, oh, we don't all do that? Like, told me I was a good actor. <laughs> she never said that. 
uh, uh, I don't know. She, uh, well, she hired um, these uh, tarot card readers and acupuncturists for like a couple weeks while we were on set one time just for people to have. And I thought that was like, I'd never, I mean, look, I'd been on maybe three sets prior to that, but I was just like, oh, that's a thing people do. They just, you know, are, you know, extra generous. And, and she's like, yeah, in between scenes, if you want to go get fucking pricked up. And I was like, I mean, she was dope, dude. I mean, she just like one of the dudes, jokes, came, saw me do stand up when we were filming The Heat, which I forgot how famous she was because we went to, do you ever do the, it was the, the comedy studio above this uh, Chinese restaurant in Boston? No. And uh, walk in there and, and her and people are just like, I mean, everyone's doing double takes because they're like, why would she be here? And then once they figure it out and then Boston Globe and all these articles that she came to, you know, uh, see me do stand up and um, just hung out, man. It was just super fucking cool. We'd go out and get drinks, her, Melissa and Michael McDonald and I. And uh, yeah, super normal. We, she's, I mean, she's, I, I, could, I couldn't see myself like having a, a total crush on her. Oh yeah, dude. It's I tough not fallen, to. In, I would have fallen in love with her. Yeah, dude, it was tough not to. I mean, it just like, when they're that cool and that like was she dating jesse james at the time i think it was just after that yeah Yeah. so you know there was an opening but (laughs) missed out god damn it (laughs) yeah right i would have i would have and you're you're a good looking dude man i just think she if you read her blogs and i did she uh did not she was just like people that fucked with cool whip in the 90s i just strictly stay away from (laughs) uh no i don't know man there's uh henry winkler he's pretty f- famous i know him pretty well I, I met him at at uh nicest dude ever at letterman yeah yeah he's a really sweet guy the nicest dude ever he uh yeah just like his son max who was in my fraternity used to tell me well, i mean he's like video kid? what's that is it dyslexic max yeah no or is henry winkler dyslexic henry is <clears throat> yeah he, used he to, like, videotaped the rain and shit he wrote these kids book i know kids i know books. we got he gave them to my daughter the the coolest he yeah. came first time i met him he comes up uh, into the fraternity. It was like uh, parents weekend or something. He comes in. I was the only one in the uh, the quad of the frat. And he goes, excuse me. He goes, do you live here? I go, yeah. He goes, I'm Henry Winkler. I go, fucking, I know who you are. He goes, great. So I have my son's laundry. I don't know where to put it. Would you hold on to it for me? And I go, yeah, of course, dude. I, I got you. He goes, you're not going to shit on it, are you? And I go, what? He goes, we're in a frat. You guys do weird stuff. Please don't let anybody shit on my son's clothes. I go, no, I'm definitely shitting. <laughs> I go, what? Like, as if that was going to be my next thing. Like, and don't worry, Fonz. I got it. No one's fucking taking a poop on your son's jeans. Yeah. But he was like, I don't know what happens here. I was like, what do you think happens in a phrase? Like, don't people shit and piss on stuff? <laughs> like, fucking probably, but like not, I think we're, you know, is not, that- Not fresh laundry. <laughs> it seemed like a fucked up goof, you know? And so he's like, you promised me? He's like, I go, I go, Henry, you have my word. I will not- I will not, and no one will shit anywhere near your son's clothes. He's like, that'd be great. He's like, if I come back and I hear from Max that someone shit on his clothes, I'm like, I don't want to know what you do. He's like, I don't want to know what I do either. He's like, I feel like that I learned about myself in that moment. And then we kind of laughed. And then uh, and then the next time I saw him, he came through. And this was probably three, four months later. And he was just like, he came right up to me. He goes, thank you. I go, what? He goes, nobody shit on Max's clothes. And I was like, "Wow, yeah, dude. And then I intern- interned for him at Hollywood Squares and kept in touch. And he like- you know, uh, it's kind of served as like a mentor where he was like, anytime you have advice about the business, just hit me up. And like, I would. And, but he was like, always very direct. I'd call him and be like, Hey, Henry. He's like, Adam Ray, Henry Winkler, what do you need? And I was like, so, and I start to like, just drag on. He'd be like, get to the point. And I was like, I, I need, I should, this manager doesn't call me. Like, what should I do? He's like, if nobody loves Adam Ray, then how can you love Adam Ray? And I was like, he goes all the best. And they would just hang up. And I was like, fucking, it's just like a weird, uh, you know, spiritual guru. 
I might have never even met Henry Winkler. I could have just, you know. Just, it's just like a <laughs> Jim, Jim Morrison's Naked Indian. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, man, there's uh, there's certain people too that I I don't want to meet. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I, I mean, dude, like there's a handful of comics, yourself included, that, you know, you get to be in this business long enough and you get to be around them and you're like, oh, thank God that they have you know, backed up the hype that I created around them. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, dude. I, like I, you, Burr, Chappelle, like these guys that I just oh, put thank up Thank you for putting this. me in that group. Yeah, I'm man. Oh, yeah, it. dude. So it's like, you know, once we had our, um, you know, time in, in Vegas and then being here and then obviously you're, you're uh, something's burning. It's like, dude, those things are just to have the, to have somebody that you look up to and and putting this like thing because i've had to be the opposite where i've put people up here and then met them and i'm just like oh what a fucking bummer sports heroes of mine like growing up that were just complete assholes and you're like gene simmons oh man really dude he was such a dick to me he gave me a limp handshake at the comedy store once i was like i would have rather you punch me in the face like that was he was such a cunt like grabbed the end of my pinky i was like was that code for something and now he's blocked me on twitter and i never said anything bad about him but it was just enough people going Gene Simmons needs, Simmons needs to apologize to Burt Kreischer. Yes. <clears throat> he was such a dick, and I was such what a, bummer. a fan of Kiss. And I told that him that. took it away for you, right? Oh, I won't listen yeah. to Kiss ever. I wow. If it Kiss comes ever. on, will you leave the bar? Leave the house? Uh, no, but I'll take my makeup off. <laughs> Dude, fucking Gene Simmons. Um, there was, uh, who did I meet? I met a lot of people because I was a host of a talk show when I first got to Hollywood. And I met a lot of celebrities. Burt Kreischer show? Uh, The X show. Nice. It was, uh, and I met a lot of celebrities. I'll tell you who was really sweet was Carrot Top. He was very sweet. Heard nothing but nice things. Nothing. I've never heard anything bad about Carrot Top. People are so quick to judge. If you get jacked out of nowhere and you got fun hair. Yeah. And you just like, you know, you do that. Also, like, there's got to be a little bit of jealousy. Everyone's deflecting, being like, I could put a fucking baseball bat on a chicken's head and Dude, fucking make a joke about it. You're Colin like, no, Quinn, you can't. Colin Quinn, the greatest. Like the I I idolized him, met him for the first time, and he couldn't have been nicer. Great. Dude, Dave Attell lived up to the hype. Like that's what I wanted. And yeah. sometimes I feel like I I I feel like I I chase that dragon a little bit. Like Attell, when I first worked with him, I, and I knew him kind of, but not really. Yeah. First worked with him literally 15 years ago today. Okay, fifteen years ago, today I worked with Dave Attell. Wow, <clears throat> and he was sick, and he was like, uh, "I was like, and we get there Thursday, and I was like, hey, we're we gonna have a drink.'" And he was like, "Oh, I'm not feeling so good. I'm not feeling so good." And so then Friday night, I'm having a drink, and he was like, oh, "I, I promise you, I, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, I need to get some rest." So he goes back to the room. Start Saturday night, he's like, "I," he he dodges out on my on, on me, and I catch him in the hotel. Like going to his room and he goes, I, I know, I, I I promise you, tomorrow night, I promise you I'm not feeling good, but tomorrow night. Yeah. And then Sunday night, he just comes up and he's like, all right, tonight's your night. Let's do it. And he did not want to go out. You could see it. And he took me out to a bar and every time someone gave him a shot, he handed it to me. Wow. And he, we partied and he was like, all right, I hope you have a good night. Enjoy your baby girl. Take care. And he walked out and left me and everyone's wow. like, like, and everyone's like, you know, David Tell. I was like, yeah, I worked with him all weekend. And they're like, God damn it, what's that like? I go, partied every night. <laughs> yeah, dude. Pretty much best friends. Dude, I, I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, dude. he's my, he's a. Uh, I remember watching you laugh at. Uh, oh, you remember that? 
dude at the um crapshoot festival dude i remember because then he brought you and brad on stage yeah i remember sitting in the back and that was my favorite part of that whole thing was watching i mean he's always so great dude but there i'm sure like any comic there's certain nights where you're you see them in an environment that isn't entirely conducive even for state like the, the the place wasn't all the way full which was weird it was big they just you know it was falsely you know the whole thing was promoted a little bit like a convention center yeah and there was like a windstorm that night remember so like a lot of people bailed because i guess in downtown vegas like a little bit of wind picks up and people fucking move back to nebraska and, and it was just like somewhat chaotic and he even joked about that when he first came out and and uh but the people were there were just so great and oh. and he just was i mean you know I, I, we were all just so in awe, but you were just fucking losing your mind, dude. This and like, I was watching you cry, and then and then Dave would keep coming, and I was like, I was like, oh man, I don't think Bert's gonna pass out like from laughing so hard. And then you guys went on stage, and like, that was special, man. Those things are, those are the the moments in comedy, you know, when when you go, oh, this was not planned at all, and only the people here got to see that. It wasn't taped for anything, yeah. you know. Um, it's like you know when that when that type of shit happens at the store with with anybody. You know, going like if Chappelle goes up super late or people go on stage together, those things are always, you know, why it's cool to, I don't know, to have stuck it out in this business. Dude, you know? it's my favorite times ever on stage or at the end of the night when something crazy goes on. Yeah. That's what I loved about New York. So I had to stay until the end of every night. And so at the end of every night, what would happen? It would just be like Chappelle would just show up at the end. By the way, you know, I was 26. Chappelle was 26. He was like my age, but he just go pumped. Up. Wow, dude. I, he would just go up and... At 26, he was dialed in, right? Because he started at 14, so... Dude, he had so much material. But by the way, just material to, to throw out. Like, and he would... But he would go up high as fuck, drunk as fuck, and just... How do you do that? I, I don't know. I think... It's the last time you performed really drunk. Oh, uh, well, pretty recently. <laughs> and got through it, huh? I was at... I was in... Uh, yeah. It was in... Uh, in at the improv with joe i got there and joe was like let's have a drink and i was like Ugh. in my head i was like i don't like to drink before i go on stage but then i'm like it's joe's show i'm not here i'm not here for the material we're more here for the hang yeah right i'm gonna do new shit so I'm, I'm not gonna do great so i might as well try new shit out and might as well have a little bit of a buzz and um and yeah we had a great time man we had a great time but i was definitely buzzed at that last show the late show i was I told I told a joke I should not have told. Why you're just feeling it? You rolled the dice because I was like I, I'm buzzed, and I go, I have this joke that's uh, I have this joke that's really inappropriate. It's not really inappropriate. Look, if you don't take chances as a comic, you're not. Gonna, yes, the, the joke in the real joke, and people have either heard me or say it, not say it, but the punchline is the N word, right? And I and it it it's perfect. It's perfect. It it's is. A, it's perfect, and I didn't. I didn't believe it didn't work without the N word. And then someone gave me a fix for it, and I went, you know, that might work. The fix is is, in my opinion, almost more racist than saying the N word. But it, it, I, I didn't know. I think if you can get away with not saying the N word, probably a good move, right? No. So what are you gonna do? You gonna go back? Uh, I told it this way on stage that night, and it murdered. Awesome. And I went, wow. And then in my head, Who I was gave like, you the switch up, a white dude or a black dude? Uh, Andrew Schultz. Nice. So I try, and I trust him. He yeah. has a podcast with a black guy. So if anyone's gonna, <laughs> if anyone's gonna give me the fucking fix, yeah, it's gonna be just someone that's tapped into. He it. said it very like casually, and I went, "No, it's not gonna work." And he goes, "No, I think you might. You got to try it." And I go, "No, it's not gonna work." And he looked at me. and He was like, "No, you don't know that. You got to try it." And I was like, 
And then, and then we started playing around with it. And I went, maybe that would work. And he was like, try it. And so I said, when I try it, I'll text you. I tried it that night and it murdered so fucking hard. Dang. And I went, shit. Yeah. And so, and now I, and then now I have these two extra jokes that don't fit in my hour that I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to, I don't know. That's I mean, always a tricky thing to add, uh, to hit somebody up with, with tags and whatnot. How do you, are you usually pretty receptive with no, that? I'm not very receptive at all. Yeah. I don't like tags. And I don't want anyone to. Tell me how to fix what about my open jokes. Micers? Do you like when open micers tell you how, how, I love that, how, though. how comedy is going and how it's the direction we're headed? Dude, I've had open micers. I had people at a bar tell me. I had one guy at a bar tell me a joke, a fix for a joke. Oh, and it was actually not a, it was, it was not a bad angle. Oh, man. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, you almost didn't want to take it. I'm not taking it. I won't take it. I'm like, no, that's that stays silent. Yeah, (laughs) I just missed it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and I won't take. I won't take. Like, I'll take a tag here and there. What I like best is like what my friends do is, oh, they'll tell me where I'm fucking up. Right. Like they'll go, hey, you know what would work there is like you should write a joke there. You seem like you're just talking a lot. Your comic, your non-comic friends, is that what you're saying? No, my comic friends. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, or like the other that night that I was drunk, Joe goes, you told that joke differently on the first show. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much better on the first show than it was on the second show. Whoa. And I was like, really? And he was like, trust me. And so I like that. I like when people are like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, can always I use another set I can't take tags. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. We all deal with stress and anxiety. Many people, even though they feel exhausted during the day, when it's time to go to bed, they can't fall asleep. If worrying is affecting your days and nights, it's probably affecting your overall health. I definitely deal with this. I deal with anxiety nonstop. A lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. A lot of times I'm sitting there in the morning afraid of coffee because I'm knowing it's going to cause stress and anxiety. I absolutely love the app Calm. It is the number one app to reduce your anxiety and stress and get you to sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. My daughters are the ones that got me to download it, and I use their daily meditation every day. I use it when I'm on the road, before I go on stage. If you head to calm.com slash Bert, you too can use it, and you'll get 25% off the Calm premium subscription, which includes guided meditations like the one I use on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation every day there are also sleep stories which are bedtime stories designed for adults to help you relax head to the magical lavender fields of southern france with stephen fry or explore the moonlit jungles of africa with leona lewis they even have soothing music and more right now Burtcast listeners get 25 percent off a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash burt that's c-a-l-m.com slash burt get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Bert. Get calm and stop stressing. It is 8 p.m. I need a glass of wine right now, but I'm cooking dinner and I am jet lagged. Have you ever had that feeling where it's like 9 p.m. and you want sushi or you want a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, Whatever kind of delivery service all year round, anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer deliveries from all of the restaurants, groceries, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need 24 hours a day, 
365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store, and you don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners, the Burtcast listeners, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code BERTCAST. That's the code BERTCAST for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. I am doing that right now and downloading two bottles of Pinot Noir and a bottle of Merlot. Anything you need, anytime you want it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code BERTCAST. I, uh, I get pitched, uh, I get voicemails from a couple of buddies back home that just, again, they sometimes are long Facebook messages, but the voicemails are the best. And the one I got about a month ago was, hey, man, uh, so there's this new item at Taco Bell, and uh, it's fucking, like, it's you got to be a real piece of shit to eat this, man. So fucking, and I'm, I'm just thinking, like, man, you got to be a fuck. You got to hate yourself, you fucking fat fuck. If you're getting this, you're a fucking... Your oh. dude, no, your wife probably won't even fuck you if you order that. So anyway, man, there's got to be something there. Like, you're the comic, you figure it out. Like, you make it funny. Um, let me know when you're coming back to Arizona, dude. And dude, people like that, you know what I always get? Dude, you gotta like, you gotta go harder at black people. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. you don't understand. There's a lot of people that don't like them, and I'm like, uh, oh, I think, <laughs> yeah, I understand that in Polk County. Yeah, but. <laughs> But in oh. you know in the rest of the world, everyone's pretty yeah, cool with black people. Pretty open to it at this point, dude. Why don't you fuck with gays? Like you should really like light them up. Did you know that they fuck in the butt, dude? That is different, and there's got to be some comedy there, dude. I, I, in my whole beginning of my career, my anyone from college, all all their insights were like, dude, uh, have you ever heard the joke like uh, where Martin Luther King and uh, and. <laughs> And Donald Trump and Mike Tyson walk into the, go see the Pope, and you're like, uh, no. And they're like, well, it's a good one. You can tell this on stage. And you're like, no, that's not how it works, fuckface. Oh, my God. I didn't know how to write a joke at all when I started. Like, I remember watching did you people. Did you do other, other material or stuff you had heard, or did you at least know that much? Oh, no. I wrote what I found funny, and what I found, and it was all experiential. I've only known one way to do stand-up, and that is, tell stories about myself or about my friends or about my family. But up until the point you started, you had uh, accumulated enough experiences to even go, to have something to pull from, right? And, and I, I feel like that's when people start yeah. getting in that world of like, maybe they're pulling from other people's shit or whatever. Even oh, at this no. stage, even the, the people that are out there that are successful that you, you know, that sometimes get caught up in that, like, oh, that was fucking, like, you're like, oh, you're not living enough and that's why you're starting to scramble. Dude, I, I <laughs> lived so much by 26. You got books and stuff you probably haven't even tapped in do yet huh oh I, I remember just i remember throwaway stuff where i was just like you ever take acid and you feel like you're the needle on a record player because you're driving down the street and the world's passing you by and people would be like do you really done acid and you're like oh yeah of course <laughs> that is the commercial for acid yeah and, the I, and needle then on the record player yeah and then and and we i remember we were driving in a car and i was driving we had come back from a widespread panic concert and i was driving and i felt like the world we were standing still and the world was racing past us and i was like Oh. I was the first time I ever had mayonnaise on a meatball sub. 
Dude, that is the follow-up to you can't wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah. First time I had mayonnaise on a meatball sub. It's delicious, isn't it? Dude, it was amazing. I've never not had mayonnaise on a meatball sub. I'm wondering what snacks are better to combine and make concoctions of, like stoner snacks or acid snacks. You know what I'm saying? Acids. I Dude, stoner snacks are the best. They're the best. What's the stoniest thing you've ever consumed or concocted on your own? Uh, Me and my buddy Croy. uh, Croy? What? Stupid. Don't move on. Move on. (laughs) We made um, uh, Monte Cristo peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Open a restaurant tonight. I'll give you fifty grand. Monte Cristo PBJ. Shit. By the you way, why is there it? a food truck called Stoney's or something? Or you know what we, oh, they have one in Clearwater. Damn you it. know what we called it? We called it the Hunch. And I said, "Why should we call it the Hunch?" He goes, "Because I got a hunch it'll be good." <laughs> Dude, Ugh. I remember sitting in his fucking studio apartment. <laughs> was it amazing? It was so good. It was so good. He was like, well, we got to figure out how to make a Monte Cristo. Because I was like, I, we were talking. I said, Monte, I hate Monte Cristos because I don't like ham and cheese. I don't like, I can't mix sweet with salty. He goes, me either. I go, why don't they make like a Monte Cristo with like a sweet sandwich, like an ice cream sandwich? And he goes, ice cream will melt. And then he goes, oh my God, I got a hunch. And so we went back to his place and we made them. And I was... I, I we were like this is the greatest yeah now it's super popular holy shit oh so fucking good there's certain things like that where if you go through your life like you know look be be healthy or whatever but certain treats that it's like dude you're gonna skip out on that what are don't is get it me started. worth it don't get me started i i go i t- i just had fucking two um Mushu porks. I love mushu pork. Yeah, more than anything. Really, I love mushu pork. If a mushu pork walked in and was fucking your wife, you would just you'd get I'd out of like, camera. You'd back up. I'd be like, oh, do you mind if we go threesies on? <laughs> mind if we play a little game I like to call Leaky Submarine? <laughs> Dude, I, I, oh, shit. yeah, I, I fucking love. I love Chinese food. Yeah. We have two hundred sixty dollars worth of Chinese food in there. Because I could not best, God, contain myself. And you probably night. could have ordered another two sixty. Oh, I didn't think we had enough. What's the full? I mean, everything, or did you get like a lot of uh, thing? three orders of egg rolls? Nice. Five orders of dumplings. Uh, orange. I could go through the order right now. Great. Orange chicken, mushu pork, lemon chicken. Mm. Two orders of spicy shrimp. Oof. We've got the coconut shrimp. We Oof. got salt and pepper scallops. We got. Uh, we got. Fried uh, chicken, fried rice, vegetable fried rice, oh. chicken lo mein. I mean, I, I'm. By the way, I think I'm dead on. I think I just named the whole fucking order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they say when you order all that? Uh, my wife. You know what my wife said? Look how many chopsticks they gave us. She goes, "This will tell you how many people they thought they were going to be here. They thought there were going to be 15 people here. <laughs> it's five of us. Why the fuck would you order this much food?" I was like, "Cause you want options. Can't help it." <clears throat> Wait. So acid snacks are are what? If 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 Monte Cristo PB and J is your pot treat? Oh oh, an acid snack is like an orange. That's it. An uh, uh, an Asian pear, just delight something that something that kind of just I, I, every every time just I ever fancy fruits. <clears throat> well, uh, that, I mean, I obviously. But if you're like meatball bu- with gum, man, uh, an acid snack is something uh, from my recollection. It's not like of, ketchup on some cocoa krispies or something. No, it's always something with vitamin C in it. Why? Like, I don't know. Acid and ecstasy, they'd always, you always wanted to like take vitamin C because it, it would heighten the buzz. Wow. So it was a lot of fruits. Okay. I, I mean, it's been so long since I, last time I did acid, I think I was in New York. But acid is the one where you really, uh, you're touchy-feely, right? 
No, that's, that's ecstasy. ecstasy. Yeah, <clears throat> acid's the one where you're holding on by a thread the entire night. Damn, going like, just don't want this to go bad. I just don't want this whole night to go bad. That sounds like a blast. Oh fuck, acid, Psych. dude. Fuck acid. Ugh. Fucking ten hours of just okay. This could go really bad. Am I swallowing too much? Like just asking people. Oh, dude. When you breathe, do you think about it first? You just do it. <laughs> you just do it. Hey, is peeing sitting down cool now, or are we still standing up? What's going on with that? The wall's breathing, right? You see the wall breathing. <laughs> is that clock winking at you? Because it's winking at me. <laughs> Anybody else listen? Heart just cough? <laughs> hey, how do you go to bed on acid? Because it's not working right for me. Dude, I... Love I'm asleep right now, right? I'm asleep. The last time I ate acid... Hey, when you look in the mirror, how many of you do you see into your eye? I see a thousand. Do you see a thousand? Is this like a needle I'm trying to thread? Whose feet are these? Are these mine? Whose feet are these? My, that was my best one ever. Oh. My buddy Hutch. Whose feet are these? Are they mine? Me and my buddy. Me do you give yourself a countdown clock before you poop, or does it just happen on its own? Do you want to lay in bed and watch fishing videos? Because I do. Do you want to hold each other? That's not gay. I don't care if it's gay. It helps. <laughs> FaceTime and your dad's fine, but my dad's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh. I, I, the last time I ate acid, I think I ate it in New York once, but it didn't. I was drunk and it was just, I just liked the sunrise and it was no real, I think it was half a tab and it was like, it was the last time I think, but then the time before that was spring weekend. Me and another buddy got dosed and we ended up, he ended up standing in the tub. I ended up looking in the mirror and we laid in bed and watched fishing videos all night. Fuck. And then, and then people we, just fishing, <clears throat> people fishing like, uh, like Is that uh, exhilarating? bill dance. Just no, it was calming. It was like, it was like, all right, we got a little one. Okay, hey, there we got him. We got oh, him. All yeah. right, all right. Soothing narration to, yeah. to go alongside. Real it. soothing. And now they talk about like, you know, casting it out and then like, and then they're just waiting. So then they're just doing like commentary on like what kind of fish they hope pops up. Yeah. Well, I got a, that old boy down in, uh, down in Dothan. He, he's got a good boat, doesn't he? They got, oh, are you talking about Bill? Yeah, I'm talking about Bill. Yeah, now Bill, now Bill's got a good boat, but that's his daddy's boat. Now, like, and it's just mindless conversation. It's like uh, baseball commentators. They're filling the gap with just stories that, you know, are about other stuff in that world, right? Yeah. I Guys with cool boats, guys that caught big fish. Now, I wish I caught a fish that big. There's something, well, you know, there's you will, something about fishing. those type of old men. Yeah. Those white old men. That you want to be those guys. Until they say something like, yeah, man, the big, guess what? The bigger the boat, the stronger the fish, and the more fun you're going to have. Now, speaking of which, uh, fun, we got to get those black kids uh, off our street. And you're like, okay, well, this took a turn, right? Dude, you cannot let. The, or is there no racism in the no, old no, fishing? No, 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 okay. no, no. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Um, You cannot allow a 90-year-old man to speak anymore in public. Oh, no. We're done with that, right? I was at an event. Let him drive. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to bring up dot, dot, dot. He was in World War II. One of the men to storm the beaches of Normandy. Oh, Let's bring him up on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get comes ready to up, cut his mic. Comes up. Get ready to cut his <laughs> mic. Especially if he's had a couple cocktails. <laughs> get ready. Back when I was sign. a kid, none of this, none of this women's reproductive. <laughs> when I was a kid, they knew how to, you lived in your neighborhoods. You weren't in, and you're just like, okay. You cannot let a 90-year-old man speak in public. You couldn't anymore. sit down over there and you couldn't wash your hands in here. A man was a man. A woman was a woman. None of this newfangled. <laughs> Dude, you cannot let an old man speak. I was at, I, there was one uh, the other night. 
that was it was completely innocuous. This was like two nights ago at my daughter's softball. Guy was ninety six years old. Children in the like, stands, and they're like, uh, "We're going to give an award." He buys all the snacks for the girls. Comes every softball game. Gotta his, love that guy. But his great guy. Wait, he's, he's just a, a guy that buys the grandfather, snacks. Grandfather of the coach. Okay, grandfather right. of the. I thought coach. He was just like an honorary, lovable old guy. That's like, you want some more juju bees? And no, no, no. He he. Uh, he, he's, he's he, was, to the he was totally innocuous, but it was funny just a little bit like a little bit of like you could see like it it perk up the super liberals like he goes they go let's give him a round of applause and he was like oh I, I don't need a round of applause I just need a hug from every little girl in here yeah and, easy uh, and, Joe Biden yeah. and they're all like 18 to 15 but they all love him oh, okay but great. yeah but you definitely could see how some progressive liberal be like um no they don't have to hug you if they don't want to oh god don't you dare it's assume not, that because I'm a woman and you're a man you get a hug Jesus I, but I I you could feel that. But it didn't happen. Every, all Thank the little God. girls went up, gave him a big hug. Good, because they're dope. Because they're progressive yeah. millennials. And then he was like, just to give you a heads up, I spent $5,000 on sodas this season. So have a good one, ladies. <laughs> Dude, Shut just dropped the mic. He was great. He was great. <laughs> I spent five grand on soda. Remember all that Diet Fresca you sucked down? Yeah. 94 years old and on it, man. Also, if you're on 94, it. hug whoever the fuck you... like. Oh. And also, reciprocate at 94. Like, you got to an age, like, you stuck it out. You know what's crazy? I heard, to, go ahead. I heard someone say that uh, someone said that there were that like comics in New York would come up and give you a kiss on the cheek to say hi, and and this female comic was livid. She goes, "You don't have the right to kiss me on the cheek," and the and then the comics yeah. like, you know what's crazy is I have friends in Florida who girls that kiss me on the lips when I see them because that's how that's how Cubans are. It's like they'll kiss you on the lips and with I, and, tongue. And my daughter saw it. I went home and my daughter's with me. I run into one of my friends and she just comes up and gives me a kiss on the lips. And my daughter's like, uh, da do you want to tell mom about that? Dear diary, what's happening? And I was like, honey, that's how people say, like, you got to be comfortable with how different people say hi. You can't just be some stone cold bitch and be like, <laughs> now somebody comes up just, hey, good to see you, Bert. And like, honey, yeah, this is how, this is how you say hi in a strip connect. club. <laughs> this is what you do in a strip club is they jack it skin on skin. Come on. It's over the pants. Talking to old people is truly a lost art. And the perspective, last time I was in Vegas at the bar, the Tropicana, and this dude was down there, uh, 90. And uh, we just started chumming it up, right? He asked me what I was doing there, and we started getting into it. And uh, and he goes, how old are you? And I was like, oh, 36. And he goes, man, he goes, live it up. He goes, I remember when I was 36. He goes, I actually worked here at the Trop. I was a pool boy. I used to see all just the most gorgeous ladies, pay a couple of them to come upstairs, scissor each other. I'm like, I think you're getting the wrong idea about what I'm doing at 36, yeah. but I appreciate the, the shout out. And then he's like, soak it up, man. He's like, because one day you just wake up and all of a sudden, boom, you're 98. I was like, I thought you said you were 90. He's like, who knows? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But he was just so fucking, he, he, told the, he told the dirtiest stories, man. And it was like, but he kept harping on. He's like, soak it up, man. Do all the crazy shit you want to do. Like, he's like, because I just, he's like, I feel he got up. He started dancing around. He's like, I'm 90. I was like, I feel like I'm 40. I was like, fucking, you're literally about, you're going to follow every time you stand up. You're definitely at least 88, you know, yeah. in that body. But, but he just was so like, you know, and I was at the right amount of buzz to get a little like, you know, a little too introspective about like, wow, yeah, no, I got to soak it up because he was just like, one day you're going to wake up and you'll be 90. And I was like, God, I hope not. You know, like now I'm thinking like maybe that, you know, but there there are people too that just like one of my best friends is a huge tech guy and he's one of those guys that's on the precipice of always like what's new that's coming out. And he showed me this video one night. He's also a little bit of a, a lazy pothead, but he's one of those guys that like, it's like nothing matters. Like you gotta just fucking do what you wanna do. He showed me this video on YouTube 
Which, by the way, when he brought it up, he's like, do you want to see something crazy? I'm like, I don't know, man. You are the guy that showed me Two Girls, One Cup. So I'm yeah. a little trepidatious about your follow-up video. But <laughs> it was this video that was like, start on Earth, and then it slowly, I don't know if you've seen it, it slowly zooms back. Like, it would start a video on us, and then it would pull back further and further away. All of a sudden, it's outside of Earth. Then it goes up into space, and then just pulls back further and further galaxies and galaxies away. So now we're five minutes past where we were here, just going further and further away. And then all of a sudden he just hits click and he just looks at looks at me and goes, we ain't shit. And I go, and I'm, dude, we were so baked, by the way. And I was just like, what? And he's like, we don't, it's like nothing matters, dude. Nothing matters. That's why I just fucking get high and play video games, dude. Because nothing fucking matters. I'm like, I mean, you got me pretty baked and I got to figure out how to somehow drive home. That matters a little bit. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, it blew my mind. It was like, and his whole point was to try to like reiterate the fact that like, don't, stress the small stuff i'm like yeah but don't minimize the big stuff like fucking getting home safe and yeah and, and i gotta get up for you know to do some shit to make some money to fucking you know Pay bills and i got i need health insurance yeah. you don't want to get fucked on health insurance <laughs> yeah, dude but it was like you know I, I don't know i like to it, sometimes too much perspective is like i don't know like that was you know i can't get that fucking thing out of my head and like it was just so like I, first of all it was you know enlightening because i'm like dude yeah. i did not know there were that many fucking galaxies when i was 25 um i didn't know the i you know obviously i was written up in rolling stone magazine i didn't know that article was going to come out i didn't know so i went to nobody hit you up and was like yo get ready for your life to change i didn't i had no idea that i'd be in it i thought they were going to do an article about florida state so i went to dc to interview at my uncle's uh lobbying firm he had a lob lobbying firm in um dc and I met with this man. I think I know his name, but I don't really. I can't remember it totally. Yeah. Uh, but I think I know who it is because I met the guy a bunch. And uh, I just went around from like all the heads of the different departments of my, uh, my uncle's firm and just met with them and kind of to figure out what I wanted to do and kind of like see if I get a job there or whatever. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys said to me, I was 25 years old and 25. Yeah. 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 25 years old. And he said, he goes, I'm I'm 52 today. I said, yeah. And he goes, I'm very, very wealthy. And I'd give half of all the money I have in my savings to be 25 for one week. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah. So my advice to you is walk out of here and do not get a job here and go live your life. I said, really? He goes, every man in here that you'll talk to would give all their money to be 25 once again. You're not going to able be able to get to get this, get this again. Go live your life. He goes, go to fucking Europe. I'd already been to Europe. He's like, go to Europe, go to Chicago, go to New York, go to Los... Just, go to the new Ikea in Glendale. Like, yeah, he's like, Buy go, a chair, put it together. Go live your life. I remember all I remember thinking was, I want to run a fishing charter out of Key West. Like, I was like... That was your first thought. I was like, I want to run a fishing charter out of Key West. I was also going to Key West the next day. The next day, I was flying to Key West for spring break. So I get done. I go back to my uncle's place. My uncle's gone. My uncle had had one of the tables that was in one of the ships to land on Plymouth Rock. He had one of the tables that was in the captain's gallery. My uncle was a very wealthy man, right? No way. Still is a very wealthy man. He had one of the tables that was in the captain's gallery. It was three planks. How much? That's got, I mean, not a millions. history buff. Millions. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was in his Anything wine tied cellar. to Plymouth Rock, I feel like. You could have, I mean, Plymouth Rock and Fraggle Rock are two of the most famous Dude, rocks we've he, got. He was part of the group of people that started lobbying. The, lob, the idea of being a lobbyist, Dude. he started this back in like the 70s, late 70s. Just so like and residual checks. And so he represented China. In what? 
for the in the world. Like when they had a problem, they called my uncle going like, hey, man, we're getting bad press about this Tiananmen Square bullshit. Help me out. <laughs> so like, by the way, that's verbatim what they said. Uh, yeah. Well, I, and by the way, and by the way, I don't really know what he did technically. Sure. Because I never really listened. All I know is he was a lobbyist and he was like, he had pictures of him with Clinton, him with, he had pictures of him with every president. In his office. If you got some uh, Mayflower paraphernalia and photos with Clinton, Cosby, dude. whoever, people were like, dude, this guy's doing some cool ass shit. I don't need to know about it all. Dude. But I just need to soak it all up. I went down to his wine. He had a full-blown wine cellar, like like bigger than this That's room. good money. That's <clears throat> I want a wine cellar. I feel like that's, you know, a pool, a oh. wine cellar, a trampoline. I went down there. He's out of town. His his wife's out of town. They have a, they had a maid and, a, and like a butler. And they come down and bring also me cool. dinner at this table. I'm sitting at this table. I pull out a list and I write down, the, the 20 jobs I wouldn't mind having, like lighthouse watchmen. Um, <laughs> like, just like... Wait, to li- work, to live with them and... To, to, no, oh, to, just in general. Like, I, I, all I could think of is I'm 25. What's something I want to do that would be fun as fuck? Gotcha. That isn't... Like, I don't want to be a lobbyist. I don't even know anything about no. being a lobbyist. But what I'll do is, I remember thinking, I'll be get a lobbyist job at 25. I'll work it until I'm 32, and then I'll get an opportunity to... Be, like, I was to like, do I don't... what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, work a ski lift in Aspen, um... And and I kept going to comedian. I was like, I would definitely love to be a comedian, but I wouldn't write it on the list because I didn't want, I didn't want to like say like what I really wanted. I was trying to think of things that were attainable. Wow. And I drank a bottle, probably, probably a couple bottles of wine at this table, thinking of all the thoughts. Like when I get to America, what what do I want to do? Like all the lists that were made there. This is so fucking amazing. I fly to Tampa to get a connecting flight to Key West, and my dad has the pictures Rolling Stone's going to use, and I have to sign off on them, and they're all me. And my dad's like, buddy, I think this article is about you. He's like, I, th- I think this is going to change your life. Like, I think this might be a big deal. And I was like, whoa. Talk to the journalist, and he was like, yeah, it's, I think you're going to like it, man. I think you're going to really like it. And my, uh, my, literally, my mind was like opened up of like all the possibilities. And I was like, fuck being a lobbyist. I'm going to party hard as fuck. I'm the party animal in my head. And then April 1st, that article came out. That was spring break. That must have been mid-May. I don't know when spring break is, mid-March. Yeah. April You know 1st. it's marked on your calendar yeah. every year. <laughs> April 1st, that article came out. changed my life. But but I remember, I, I, I keep thinking, like, and you're talking about talking to old men. I, if you're 25, listen to this right now, dude. And you're in a lighthouse watching the fucking waves crash, you know, oh. fucking jump out of that thing. Dude, make by sure the way, you can do a parachute. I did a little bit of research. There's a lot of lighthouses you can work at. <laughs> I'm being you dead serious. So excited. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things. They that make I, the money. Uh, no, but you get free living, right? You get solitude. No get a, one fucks with you. Get you get a great view. Yeah, you don't have to run. No one. They don't even use lighthouses anymore. They don't. But they need someone to upkeep them. Dude, there's lighthouses in Michigan. There's lighthouses in Seattle. There's lighthouses everywhere. Not that, probably not in Seattle, but yeah. Washington State. That, that's fuck you money, by the way. If you're just like, yeah, we got people that clean up the the lighthouse. We're never there. But Dude, I stayed at a lighthouse in Maine one night. So there's actually rooms because I picture a lighthouse from Pete's Dragon. Remember, in Pete's Dragon, where that tall and the woman she sang a song. You mean my favorite. My favorite. We got a bill of sale right here. We got a bill of sale right <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, dude. We got a bill of sale right here. Wait, what are the other songs? Right, bum, 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 bum. Uh, uh, um, a dragon. A, a dragon. dragon. I swear I saw a dragon. A dragon. A dragon. A dragon. fucking dragon man. <laughs> That's not dude, the way. Yeah. Uh, he's a cartoon, but maybe he's real. I'm Buddy Hackett, right? Was that? What was uh? There was another one. There was a one like. 
that was really like a where they paint where they paint what was the song when they paint pull it up got it see if you can find pete's track it had a nice like banjo-y like bing bing like what the fuck was it um had all soundtracks incredible dude it is a great fucking movie i watched that a million times as a kid couldn't watch the remake i was like get that shit out of my face bring back the original my kids couldn't watch it they were like this is a little scary dad wasn't there a song that had like a weird, you know, like how Mary Poppins had supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? If you could, if you could. Wasn't there a, if you could what? The, I'm trying to think. Okay. Are you going to eat me? Oh, that's great. Nobody knows. Something fuck the dragon song. Uh, Revere? It was a no. weird word. You know what I'm saying? That might be it. No. No. Fuck. It was a weird. You know what I'm saying? Uh, can you? I know we can't. Oh, this is the new. Is this the? No, this is the new one. No, original, original. motion. Um. Yeah, dude. It's no me, wonder we didn't recognize play one it. of them. This is Leonard Cohen's Pete track. Oh, this is the original. A dragon, a dragon. I swear, a dragon. <laughs> that shit. I must have just. No, see, fuck this. Look at that picture. This That's is 2016. Yeah, we need to pull it's up. It's 2016. You got to go Disney this. cartoon. Yeah, and can you cut this audio out so we don't have to pay for it? <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll find it. Watch this. Just go to iTunes. I'm telling you, there's a weird word that they were singing about. It was like something, you know, or something they were getting ready to do. Was it, it was just about what they were doing? Like, we're gonna... Dude, I love that movie. Great. Certain movies like that that really... Fuck, like, you know, just as a, uh, I don't want to say inspire, influence you, but like, man, like was so, Stick I remember getting, you forever. I remember being emotionally invested with this kid and this dragon. There we go. P- Candle on the Water is what she sang in the fucking Can- oh, lighthouse. Oh, I remember Candle on the Water. The happiest Home in the Hills. Remember those two? Yeah. yeah. Oh, going. yeah. Money, money, money by the pound. Remember oh, that? I do remember that. Money, it's not money. easy. It's not easy. That's yeah, just what I'm thinking is. of. Yeah, dude. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. This is. Wait, this isn't. Is this the day one where they clean the house? Yes. She's dead. Isn't that crazy? What? She's got to be. <laughs> it's the dragon. Not is he alive? Easy. Head of a camel. Neck of a camel. I want to do this in my stand up. <laughs> My wife has the head of a cattle. It's not easy. Yeah, this is like the kid now being like, it's not easy. Pubic in Harrison. I love him. And this is also this to is the kid showing her soul. like, like she's a little like, man, I need a man in my life. This like young yeah. kids giving me perspective. I think we can keep this song, and I doubt they're going to be able to fucking flag this. She's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, dude. Of a crocodile. So this is when he's like, yo, I met this fucking dragon. And she's like, bullshit. Sing about it to yeah. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, describe him to me. Go back song. to the other songs. I want to see the one where they're... they're Couldn't get away with that these days. It's not easy. I want to do this and flip it someone. and have this be a young girl and me. It's not easy <laughs> to keep secrets between us. Yeah, but pass him a shabloti. Yes, I told you. Pass him a shabloti. I told you. <laughs> it's 
Dude, this movie. guy. I hang on one second. I've watched this movie recently, <laughs> and I became obsessed with this guy. This guy from Pete's Dragon, Pastor McQuaddy. Pastor McQuaddy. Pastor McQuaddy. Pastor This guy's fucking amazing. I told you it was a word I couldn't. Uh, this guy's fucking amazing. Yeah, this guy needs to be okay. Hit play. Hit play. Let's hear this. He was like the Disney go-to. Dude, look at his sidekick. I mean, dude, making fun of rabbits. I don't think they have anyone that could do this anymore. No, man. This, I let you slow it down. Whoa. More to do you to love. <laughs> this guy's amazing. I love this guy. Also, what a sweet time when these guys would just roll into your town with like new products and they're like, you know. I feel like that's what we do as stand-ups. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, I'll be in Passamashlotty <laughs> next weekend. This is this is where it gets it good. What a great actor that guy was. Yeah, that guy got a SAG card for that. Pass him a schlotty. This is where it does it. Where's that? God damn it, man. Dude, this meant so much to me. Just like old barbecue sauce. Dude, I've Googled this guy and his career. And? Uh, Did he, it take off after this? It no, had to have. I think this was it. Shut up. Here, I'll tell you. I feel it. like this is his, um, what's the Daniel Day-Lewis, my left foot, my two feet, what is it? My two left feet? No, my, no. no, it's not my two left feet. <laughs> my left foot, my two left feet. It's a dancing movie. My two left feet. Daniel Day-Lewis in. I'll tell you My what two this left guy, feet. I'll tell you. I, Daniel Day-Lewis in. It's tough to buy shoes. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis in. I mean, just going to these small towns, being like, yo, you dumb fucks. I got some truth serum for you. They're just forking up their cash. This guy's name was Jim Backus, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, no. Forgets the name. Oh, What's boy. the name of his place? He's like, come on. Where are you? No? No? <laughs> 
Dude, he dude. killed that scene. How many takes of that you think he did? Oh my god. And do you god. think he's just riffing? They're like, dude, it's all right. So Pass McQuaddy is what we're getting to. Come up with a couple uh, versions, uh Qualamapazi. You wanna see something crazy? Pass you wanna know you wanna know who's this is in this fucking? Guess who's in this? Bonnie Hunt. Nope. You're gonna fucking call bullshit. Who's ready that? for this? This is gonna blow your mind. Who's that? You know who that is? Josh Blue. Jeff Conway. No. <laughs> Jeff Conway from Greece. Shut up, Kanicki. Jeff Kanicki is that. We got to build a sale right here. That's my fucking favorite guy in this scene. Dude. Dude, this is. We got to build a sale right here. Oh, dude. Come on, man. When musicals truly. We got build a sale right here. They have a child. We have a bill of sale right here. <laughs> we bought that child. Fuck. So they, he was a slave. He worked for Yeah. If you so could many remake, themes if in you this. Could remake one Friendship movie. with fucking mythological creatures, child slavery, sex trafficking, fucking, uh, you know, uh, cougars. Fucking, she's definitely got a crush on fucking Charlie Bucket's brother. What you was ready his for kid's this? Name? You ready for this? How about this movie? The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Yeah. Did you ever see it? No. Oh, I thought you were pitching me a movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, I'm in, I'm in. Pitching me a Type thing. in the fish that saved Pittsburgh. <laughs> I literally was like, <laughs> you just had this epiphany being like, dude, I got a movie title. Nope, we're the making fish it. fish that saved Pittsburgh. You ready for this? It's Finding Nemo, but in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Coleman, Dr. J, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mary fuck kill. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Mary Dr. J. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd kill Gary Coleman and fuck Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> Definitely killed Gary Coleman. He, I worked with him. He was a cunt. For real? Yeah, he was. A, I have a picture of me shirtless with him next to him. That's amazing. He's just going like this. You ready? Is this the trailer? Oh, dude. Oh. Okay. Well, my Thursday night is fucking. His <laughs> fish is all Pittsburgh. set. Fucking um, what's her name? Uh, Blight Danner. No, from Greece. Yeah, what's her name? Danner. Danner Dan. Danny Tanner. Wait. <laughs> Look at how they're selling this. Gary Coleman. By the way, we didn't try too hard with our uh, movie trailer wow, guys gotta, in this time. Gotta, this guy sounds like it's like music. It had fun and basketball. By the way, what is this about? Showed, I have no idea what this is about. They don't tell you what it's about at all. A preacher. A preacher. A midget. <laughs> A midget. <laughs> is that Charlie Barnett? A weird Thanksgiving. Fish fever. By the way, they don't show. Can you pull up the, okay. the, the Wikipedia of this, please? First of all, I need to tell you what I thought The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh was going to be about. I What's thought that? it was going to be some weird 80s movie, like a Bad News Bears type thing, where there's this team that just is complete dog shit. It's right there to the left. Right there to the left. What are you doing? Look at Julius Irving. Where's 
Gary Coleman. Maybe it wasn't Gary Coleman. You tell me this isn't the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia about some fish coming out of the water and fucking and being like having some no. great swing and saving some some season for some t-ball team and Scott Stockard Channing, Debbie Stockard Allen, Channing. Harry Shear. Okay, the plot. We yeah, read the plot. I am a bad reader out loud. The fish that saved Pittsburgh tells a story of struggling of a struggling ba- uh, professional basketball team, the Pittsburgh Pythons, whose continuous losing streak and lack of talent has made them the laughing stock of Pittsburgh. Several players asked to be transferred to other teams, partly due to the bad publicity and the presence of the difficult but highly paid star player Moses Guthrie, played by Dr. J. Believing that the team needs a miracle, ball boy, water boy, Tyrone Millman, James okay. Bond III, My was bad. in it, turns to astrology to improve the team's fortunes. <laughs> he brings his idea to astrologer Mona Mandu, Stockard Channing, and they come up with a perfect concept. A team composed entirely of players born under the astrological signs of Pisces, the star sign of Moses Guthrie. The team is reborn as a Pittsburgh Pisces, although Moses and Tyrone's sister, Margaret Avery, thinks that Tyrone's idea is absurd. They ultimately embrace the concept. The plan succeeds wildly due to the new team's eccentric skills Skills, teamwork and Mona's astrological readings culminating in a championship opportunity so it wasn't uh fucking Gary Coleman it was James Bond the <laughs> third guy's name's James Bond the third I love that I wonder if he was like this is gonna Dude, this I movie was, will never get remade I never no there's certain that ones that Hollywood just goes we got it in the first go around but I think but I think I guarantee you uh Will Ferrell's Semi-pro. Uh, semi-pro was based off of a movie like that. Whoa. Good guarantee call. It. I guarantee it. Somebody at that production company saw that or saw the trailer. Yeah. By the way, love can't say that anymore. What do you get when you take a preacher, a guy that works at a jewelry store, a midget? Like yeah. Just uh, a preacher, <laughs> a midget. Can't do that. A right. homosexual <laughs> and an astrological reader. She read the tarot cards. <laughs> I mean, you just can't get away with that in a trailer anymore. All right, we should wrap this up. We could, I could literally do this all night. Yeah, man. Just look over trailers. Um, and we haven't even drank, by the way, because let's I just know. talk about the last time we drank. Speaking of midgets, one fell off a stool God, and dude, almost so died. So many people have brought that up to me. Yeah. Brad, were you the, when Brad fell off the stool, so what did you face? Your face was priceless, dude. I'd never seen that. It's been my best friend for 10 years. Ne- I've seen him climb up on stools. Which, yeah. You know, definitely, I've, I've helped him on chairs. I've helped him. In, we went to Cabo once. It's like a bromance trip, like three years into being buddies. We were on the road for a long time. And we and he, he was like, hey, I got this weird timeshare in Cabo. You want to go? I was like, yeah. And we both were single. We went, had a good time. Uh, but at one point, he's in the pool. And I was like, hey, man, like, do you want me to like help you get across the other side? He's like, please don't do that. I was like, I don't want you to drown. He's like, if I do, that's how I'm supposed to go. <laughs> He was so Please proud. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. And he swam across to like this other side and like met girls for us and whatever. It was like throwing a football into the middle of a, a pack on the beach. Dude, him ice skating is still the funniest thing I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. entire life. But it's him also falling off that stool is like us jumping out of a treehouse. Like that was a big fucking. <laughs> no, no, no joke. That's like us falling off a ladder. <laughs> but I'd never seen that. Like I like we went to a we sat courtside a Laker game once. He won, won these tickets to a charity thing. And he has we, we get these drinks and we have them down our seat. And all of a sudden he puts a, a drink in between his feet. I'm sitting there next to him. Right. We're just getting ready for the game. Just order our food. I'm just like, God, I can't believe we're courtside. All of a sudden he just goes, puts a drink down here, just goes and catches it. And I go, what the fuck was that? And he goes, you don't know I could do that. I go. I've never seen you do that. He goes, what am I supposed to get off my chair and reach down and get it? He goes, there's certain things you just like teach yourself to adjust. And he like would just put a drink in between his feet and toss it to himself and catch it in one toss. Dude, I saw a guy at the Mirage this day that the other day that had no arms and he was on his phone with his feet. And I was like, like literally just sitting on the couch 
feet up going through his shit. I was like, with his toes scrolling with his through text. Toes scrolling through text. I was like, motherfucker. By the way, if he was scrolling through Tinder and just like denying people, like how swipe bad left. do those girls how feel? How bad do you feel if this you had swipe left with a toe? <laughs> swipe left. Swipe arms, arms, arms. He's like, if I had arms, I wouldn't even want to wrap them around you. Do they have a Tinder for disabled people? Great question, dude. If they don't buy that URL, launch that app, sign me up. Just disabled people. Yeah. Some, they got one for farmers. They got one for Jews. They got one for blacks. Do they have one for black people? They have black people meet. And well, it's not black Tinder, but it's... It's Tinder. <laughs> Did you not hear that, Joe Carlson? Why aren't you laughing? Oh, man. That's good. Tinder. <laughs> That's how we end this podcast, everybody. Uh, uh, check out Brad and uh, uh, yeah, about last Adam's, night podcast. About my, last night podcast. My album just dropped. It's called Read the Room. I uh, taped at the Punchline in San Fran, which apparently is fucking. I literally did it in February, and now I think it's the club is gone. Apparently, Chappelle's trying to save it. Um, but yeah, Adam Ray Comedy for all my tour dates and, and Instagram and Twitter and and. Thanks for having me, dude. Dude, you're the best. I could do this anytime. Yeah. Anytime you want a podcast, they just if you're like if you're like going, man, I got nothing going on these next couple months. Yeah, I, hit me up, and I, I, me and you could talk for hours. I know, dude. dude. So watch our something's burning uh, episode. Oh yeah, check out our something's burning. That's on all things comedy and uh, and about last night. I was on Thank there. You. Check out. This. You gotta come back too. It's been a while. I told you that's our top two highest rated uh, episode, man. That and Sandy Bullock. That's good company. That's fucking really good company. And if you ever want to just rent a tour black bus. box, a tour bus. <laughs> and, she's got and a great tour bus. She's got a killer tour bus. If you ever want to rent Sandra Bullock's tour bus and drive around to black box theaters across the country and perform the soundtrack from uh, Peach Dragon, you know where I'm at, dude. What if me and you did a two-man show in black box theaters of Peach Dragon performed by Adam Ray and Kreischer, and I be the dragon, and you play all the other characters? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> P? Hey, get away from that. You're supposed to be shining my shoes and making soup. Yeah, be right there. Remember the end when he's trying to light the candle for the lighthouse? <laughs> Come on, Pete. You can do it. Yeah, do you remember when he eats the apple? Yeah. Doesn't he feed him an apple? I do. I feel like I am the dragon. <laughs> What if they do remake it a third time and you're not like if they can do remake it a third time and it's not a two man show on black box theaters, <laughs> then you know that they've done it wrong. Wait, 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 real quick. And and this do the dragon do Pete swiping on black Tinder. Oh, 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 I would love to get called out uh, for that. Burke Kreischer's racist. He did a dragon <laughs> swiping a Tinder. <laughs> Fuck. I love you, man. I love you too, man. Thank Thanks, you. Buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.